on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. It's in that like small space between the nose and the upper lip, whatever that whatever that thing is called. The, the face gooch. Just shoots her in the face gooch. <laughs> <laughs> and her face gooch explodes. Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 323. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we debate whether or not we'd kill someone for Dave Batista. I vote yes. Is there, is there even a question? <laughs> because I'm afraid of that man. <laughs> Enough said. In who invited these assholes? I, I ask that daily. Yeah, I daily. Sit, <laughs> I sit here every Friday night and wonder the same thing it's about mean. both of us. It's mean, James. It's, it's very mean. <laughs> who, who invited these? I mean, I. But it's about both of us. Who invited these assholes into your home? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. Hey, man. I'm Jim. Hey, man. Hey. How are how how have the last two weeks treated you? Because that was an inadvertent week off. Oh, it's been two weeks. Hey? Whoops. Doesn't feel like it because we kind of timed things out a little bit to where it uh, kind of dropped in the middle of them. Yeah, that know? was that was totally planned <laughs> the way we timed things out. AKA, I forgot to record an intro for the last episode. Yep. I mean, the doctor who does the bad bruise. <laughs> The professor, whoever he is, who does Doctor, the bad bruise. Dr. Uh, Richard Fitzwell. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Rich, Rich Fitzwell. Uh, <laughs> he forgot to give us our intro, and so the episode ended up dropping almost a week late. Yeah, yeah. and then, So it kind of um, worked out, because it's almost like... I was listening to that today, mm-hmm. and I was like, this doesn't seem like it was two weeks ago. No, it doesn't. But <clears throat> but it was. No, I, it worked out fine. Um, and honestly, we um, yeah, we just, we just ran out of time last week. It was just a busy week. Yeah, we uh, I think we both woke up Friday morning, and neither one of us had watched either of the two movies. No, nope. which is a rarity. Well, I had watched one of the movies, and then I decided that I didn't want to do that movie. Which one was that? Knocking. Okay, tell me, give us a little quick a quick uh, rundown. It was just I I saw it like because because well you'll understand why when we get into what we're doing this week but I thought it would fit well with the other movie that we were doing this week and then I watched it it took me five days to watch it oh geez well it's one just, of those huh? I, I well it's not it's not that it was bad it was just it like didn't grab you well I was I was I think it's this smoke in the air dude honestly oh shit I'm yeah. exhausted all the time dude. How I can't th- like I can't I'm fuck I know you have How do you I know think you I have felt? asthma like I I just can't like I can't keep my eyes open past like 8:30 p.m. Sure. It's nuts. And so I kept sitting down to watch it and I would just I'd get like 5 minutes in and I could feel myself fall asleep I'd turn it back off. And so it took me like 5 full days to get through it. And by the time I got through it I was like this was all right. But it would make for a really boring conversation on the show. Think so? Okay. I think so. That's fair. It was more of like a psychological, mysterious, I wouldn't even say thriller, really. Like like a psychological drama, Okay. in a way. And it just wasn't, I don't know. Because it's a drama, drama, yeah, that yeah. is really boring to talk to. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. I it it it, it wouldn't have made for a very fun conversation. That's fair. So totally fair. Uh, so we switched you... things up and we decided to just call it for the week. And now we're back. We're fresh. Yeah. Still inhaling smoke from Canada. It's not so quite as bad as it was. Though. No, it's not. We we actually hit two days ago. We had. Uh, we were the worst air uh, um, air, air air quality in the entire country in the entire world. Was it the world? The world. Really? We had the worst air quality in the entire worse world. Worse than Beijing. Mm-hmm. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, isn't that I wild? I still wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah, neither was I. <laughs> ah, fuck that Suck smoke. it, liberals. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Joke's on you. You're dying of lung cancer now. <laughs> I was already dying of lung cancer. Um, yeah, no, dude. This It's been bad, though. Like I, The first morning that we woke up to it, like you could just feel it. Like me with my asthma, like I instantly felt it. It felt like I was walking around all day with like a ten pound weight on my chest. Yeah, it was awful. I actually like I didn't know about the air quality index like a week and yeah. a half ago. Like I knew about it. I I would see it like whenever I open my um my weather app on my phone, mm-hmm. it always said, "Oh, today's air quality is." But it it would only ever in the past it would only ever get up to sometimes unhealthy. Yeah. And so it would say, like, oh, people at high risk should maybe limit their exposure to the outdoors today. And so I never gave a shit, right? So And so for, like, like starting, like, two weeks ago, I was like, I think I need to go see a doctor. Like, I'm starting to get really worried because I had those spots in my lungs at one time, mm-hmm. you know? And I had to go back and get a bunch of x-rays and stuff. Turns out you're just part cheetah. Well, <laughs> on the inside. Ooh. And uh, I was, like, starting to worry because I felt just this like heaviness in the top like the top of my lungs like Mm -hmm. and i was like oh shit dude like what is this do i need to go to a doctor again and then it went away and then it was like well yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe but uh so yeah i was worried about it and then it turns out it's 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 only it's only carcinogens, carcinogens and particulates yeah, that are totally just fine. floating around and settling in the bottom of my lungs. So it's no big deal. So currently, right now, I'm looking at the airnow.gov, mm-hmm. and uh, currently, right now, we're sitting at a 112, which is the lowest it's been yeah. in at least a week. We got um, up, we got up to like 309 the other day. Yeah, one uh, 51 to 100 is moderate. Zero to 50 is good. So we're right at the cusp between unhealthy for sensitive groups like me. And moderate, right? So, but yeah, we were above three hundred, which is straight up hazardous. So air now it was is awful. Air now is not the not the best, just in terms of because the sensors are all in Detroit. Okay, and just naturally the uh, the the air quality index in Detroit is already going to be elevated compared to us out here in Fair. the burbs. So when you add on top of that this the VOCs and the particulates and all this shit that I've been learning about the last few days, um, well, hey, when you add to, that on, to, so so we're actually probably lower here. So according to in the suburbs, Purple Air and NOAA, yeah, whoever whatever NOAA stands for, N O A A, Fraser right now actually has a forty eight, which is good. Oh, see, Sinclair Shores, Sinclair Shores though still has a one eleven, probably because we're closer to the water, right? So that makes sense. But wait, hold on, why? I mean, why? Because of the water. Because we're closer to Canada. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're, just, we're just literally closer to it. Jeez, stupid. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been crazy though. Uh, I think everybody was familiar with seeing those crazy pictures of New York, like what three, four weeks ago, yeah, like whatever the orange it was. Haze. That's yeah. pretty much minus the orange, and that was just the sunset. But like minus it looking orange, 
that's what Detroit was. Past, I was I was downtown. Days, you couldn't see the top of the Renson. The past two days, walking around, like even just walking out my front door and looking down Rose Garden right there, mm-hmm. seeing, I beg your pardon. Seeing the, I mean, I it looks it, it looks like haze. I mean, it's not actually smoke, right? It's like the yeah, it's the what is it? It's the is it the particulates? Is that what that is? Like floating around in the air, but like it looks like haze, but like just it looks bleak. It what looks if, like it looks like you're in it looks like you're in the Silent Hill movie. Kind of. It's what if, freaking weird. What man. if there are no wildfires? It's all a big conspiracy. And Canada just doesn't want to cop to the fact that they're hosting the world's largest vape convention. Oh competition. Just, so it's all it's all just vape juice coming over. Just blowing big clouds, <laughs> dude. Big clouds. Um yeah, hey, anyway though. Don't get me wrong. I've I've gone fully down some of the conspiracy <laughs> trails. Cause that's what I do. Like sure. I like to I like to go down those th- those avenues and see if I think that they're legit or not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get to the end of the avenue and I go, Oh fuck. <laughs> I be- I believe this. And then there's other times where I'm just like, No, this would take way too much. But then but then you start thinking about thinking about all the other conspiracy avenues that you went down at other times with like harp and cern and like how they're doing the weather the uh like the manipulating weather patterns and stuff like that and then people think that the fucking contrails in the air are actually jets chemtrails you know and you're like sure. what if this is just what if this is it man they've well, been they've been laying the trails for all these years and now here it is we're finally getting this like layer of thick dense fog that's going to cover the earth and it's going to Hold this thought. We'll it's talk gonna, about this later. It's going to take out like 50% of the population because those fucking, they're always talking about how the earth is too, too, oh, it's overpopulated. So, okay, come back to this. Put a bookmark in this. We're going to come back to this later. I won't. We won't. No, I, but I, I, I want mental, to. But mental I want bookmark, to. but those don't work for me. Ah, fine. Anyway, though. Uh, oh, oh, hold on. Let me type it right here. <laughs> what do you want me to come back to? Uh, talking about conspiracy talking theories. Talking about conspiracy theories okay yeah all right um anyway though what else have you had this week besides not being able to breathe the air that we need to survive (laughs) uh nothing man we uh oh we had a uh a baby shower a sprinkle oh a sprinkle a sprinkle was it a sprinkle or was it a fucking it was was it it a monsoon i'm pretty sure it was a it was a monsoon it was also a ruined surprised monsoon oh yeah well (laughs) whose fault was that whose fault Uh, was that john's was it one thousand percent fucking john uh note to self and anybody else who's listening if you have a friend who habitually um doesn't listen don't try to have him be in charge of a surprise (laughs) and he's always early for everything Okay, okay. He's always, he's early. And if, I've told him, I, to I was telling you guys this the other day. He's always early and it's so annoying. Play, play the, play the role, play the role of a normal person here just for a second. Okay. Okay. Put yeah. your normal guy hat on. Yeah. If I say, hey, we're going to meet at three o'clock at the movie theater. Yeah. Uh, to hang out before the movie. Yeah. And then I call you and say, hey, running behind, push it back about 20 minutes. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, I'll call you, I call you at like, I don't know. 3.30. I'm like, hey, I'm running behind. Push it back about 20 minutes. So now you so want to meet at like 3.50? Is that what you're saying? Push it. Oh, my God. You just did what John did. What are you talking? No, no, no. What are you- no, no, no. Hold on. Read. <laughs> no. What I are said you- normal guy hat. 
No, but uh, if we're supposed to meet at three. Yeah, and I or and you four. call me. No, at, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, see that four. was you. You no, fucked no. up. If we're supposed to meet at four, and yeah. I call you at three thirty, and I say, "Hey, I'm running behind. Push it back twenty minutes." Yeah. When do you meet? Four fifteen. Thank you. Yeah. No, four twenty. Sure. <laughs> four well four twenty one. Well, well four. I got to spark a J <laughs> in the parking lot. But first. you get what I'm saying. <laughs> We called him and told him that, and he goes, yeah, 20 minutes from the point that you called me, I, I, I waited, and then I came over. You weren't even here. That's you were at the store. Works, you were at the store still. Well, yeah. And, you, and it was your house. <laughs> yeah, dude, but fuck, I don't... <laughs> but then I walked in, and they were already here, and I was like, oh, hey, happy baby, whatever, you know? Cool, you guys are having it. You're not... It turned into a thing, and I was not happy about it. Oh, you it. were not happy about it. I wasn't it. happy about it. I was like... <laughs> The the whole thing was like like one of the girls said to my wife said she said hey we should have like a little we should have like a little thing for er- for Erica because mm-hmm. she's having a baby first of all this whole idea of having baby showers for your second baby this is a very new thing sure when we were having our second baby sprinkles were just like they were just coming into I popularity think I, I think I gave you a high five and Aaron. <laughs> Erin mentioned it to several of her family members, and several of her family members said, ooh, that's tacky. And so we didn't have one. And so now (laughs) we... Are you jealous? And No, I'm saying, let's just go back to the way it was. You have a baby shower for the first kid, and then the second kid gets screwed over because they get all the hand-me-downs the way kids should. I wore pink onesies for the first three years of my life, because my sister's hand-me-downs were my clothes. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> and and I, I looked good, too. So You do look good in pink. It's I'll just like... So anyway, this was supposed to be a... a I, here's what I thought it was going to be. Everybody comes over. Mm-hmm. We get a couple cases of beer. Mm-hmm. We get some food. Mm-hmm. John and Erica show up. We go, hey, surprise, this is also for you guys. Because sure. we, we played it off as a... I'm sorry, I'm venting here. <laughs> we played a, played it off as a as just a a fun summer get together with all the friends because we don't get together that much anymore mm-hmm. the whole group. Hey, surprise! Congratulations! Here's a crib that we bought you, and that's it. Well, but then it turned into oh, what if it's wildflower themed? And what if I make these centerpieces? And what if we have this photo backdrop? Fairness, and what if that was I have all these one person. Themed drinks. It was all one person. And I w- listen. N- Nicole is amazing at that stuff. Sure. And she did a hell of a job. And she could probably quit her job and become a party planner. She could. Probably. I'll say that. But damn it, was it annoying. I was just like... It was annoying. Can we just... It, it, ended, up being, it ended up being a really nice day. We had a, we had a, a fun time. Sure, sure. Um, and I think that the reason that people were pissed was because, especially like Nicole's you know, husband, like, you know, he, he gets angry. He's kind of like the Hulk. Don't make him angry. <laughs> but like... You know, he I, I can understand why he was pissed because he, his wife did all this work mm-hmm. for a surprise. Yeah. And then John just walks in with his wife and ruins it. She didn't even know that it was for her. Yeah. It had to get explained to her because there was no anything. Yeah. So I get why everybody was pissed. Yeah. I was pissed too. Yeah. I was, pissed, I was pissed for for you were. Her. I walked I in, was. I walked in with beer and ice and you go, Well, fucking surprise is ruined and I go. Dude, we're all together. Everybody's having a fun time. Who gives who gives a shit? Uh, and then we ate good food and we, we drank good drinks. And the boys took a walk over to, to John's house so we could, you know, do our boy thing for a while, which Hookers. is 
tummy sticks. And <laughs> That's better. <laughs> and hookers. And um, yeah, it was a fun day. And it ended up being a really nice day. And despite all of my bitching, all of the de- decor looked really nice. It, did. it, it ended did. up being a super fun day. So screw me for bitching about everything. But that's just, that's who I am. Ah, well, I am my father's well, son. Last and uh, last and certainly least, um, speaking of people bitching about stuff, this last two weeks at my, not to go into a whole work story, Let's just but do you'll it. get a kick out of this. We've been getting our carpeting redone at at the at the church. The drapes also? The drapes, yep, yep. So uh, the drapes and the carpet. Dra- drapes and the carpets now match. Will match, all right. Um, so we've it's been... Good to, it's good to know. So In the we, house of God. So we just had all the pews redone. Everybody kept screaming, while the pews are out, put the carpet down. Didn't exactly go as planned, so the pews all had to come back out, which they were none too happy to do. Carpet guy comes in. This fucking dude has the worst attitude that I've ever seen in my life. He's rushing to get the job done. Everybody says that he's the oh, best. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's rushing. No, And then I was going to say, well, then he should have a bad attitude. That would be, that would be great, yeah. I put I your carpet down for you now. Yeah, this is in Soviet Russia. <laughs> carpet <laughs> lays <laughs> you. <laughs> Like, I don't want to meet a Russian person who doesn't have a shitty attitude. Yeah, that's fair. That's you fair. know what I mean? But, um, but so he, for some reason, didn't charge us any kind of, like, um, uh, upfront fee. Like, he didn't get half of his payment before he started or anything like that. Oh. So he's bitching about money, this and that. He does the job, does a shit-ass fucking job. Terrible job. Yeah. So we hold his check. Oh, no. $27,000. We Yikes, hold his check. dude. At least that's what he that's what he was expecting to get. Um, Thank God for tithing, huh? You got that so kind of I'm cash by to myself, throw around. So I'm by myself <laughs> in the church on last Friday. Dude comes storming in, and I had a good rapport with this guy up until this time. Dude comes when you when you do this because now he's Russian in my head. Yeah. Will you do this in a Russian <laughs> accent? He comes storming in, and I go, "Hey, how's it going?" He goes, "Not too good." <laughs> that's not Russian. <laughs> you gotta say net. Not too, not too good. <laughs> not too good. Um, I'm just, like, I'm just like, why? He's like, blah, blah, you know, the checklist and that. And then he goes fucking nuts on me. He starts on screaming you? at me in my face. And in rare mic form. Wait, hold on. Like, like it's your fault? Or yeah, like- yeah. He goes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, so in rare mic form, I got up in this motherfucker's face and st- like was started screaming back at him. And I was like, I'm like, don't you fucking come in here and you fucking scream at me and blah, blah. I'm like, I am not the fucking person that you come in here and like, blah, blah. Like, oh, we went at it back and forth. Nice. And I realized after the fact that this guy is so unhinged, I probably could have gotten shot. Why? Because he's that unhinged. Oh. <laughs> like legit. But it was, it was weird, though. I've never, in all the years that I've worked there, worked anywhere else, never had somebody come in and straight up scream. How did this resolve? I put him in his place. Legitimately. I was like, I'm like, you don't fucking come in here and do this, blah, blah. Like, I, I could go into it. I don't need to. But, like, I just, I later, screamed. Tell me later. I screamed back at him and, and shut him the fuck down. And did he just, he backed down? Yeah, and then he, then he, then he tried to act like this never happened. He's oh, like, well, no, gonna, listen, I'm, I'm not I'm mad going, at you, man. I'm just like, like yeah, I'm he's like, I'm gonna, we're just going to forget this even happened, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, tough shit, bro. Like, no, 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 no. <clears throat> I I will stand up for, like, I not stand up for, but I will be fine with anybody until I have a reason not to. Yeah. You just fucking gave me a reason not to. Yeah. So, I don't give Damn. a shit. Don't give a shit anymore. Fucking Mike, dude. Throwing it down like Batista. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Heck, man, clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Uh, changing your face, baby. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. 
All right. Speaking of things that never happened, <laughs> let's get into some corrections from last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. Uh, do you have any corrections from two weeks ago today? Yes, you are stupid. Oh. And I think you already know this. Oh. Because I think you already asked fucking Brian. Ah, uh, yes, I did. I so did. The, I did. The bottle of bourbon that we had was, in fact, 10 year Rip Van Winkle. Yep. Not yep. Pappy. Nope, it was uh, Old Rip 10. <clears throat> old Rip 10. That's what we were drinking. It's still like an $800 bottle. Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's not a it's cheap still, bottle of bourbon. And I still didn't like it. So <laughs> it did. Maybe my, I would like to retry it, right? Because I wasn't drinking heavy, high octane whiskeys sure, at that yeah. point. Uh, but at the time, it was it was just burn. There was no flavor. It was just burn to me. This to so. my left, all, what are those? One, two, three, four, five. There used to be that 10-year bottle of mm-hmm. tin cup that you had over there. Those are all like six of my favorite bourbons I've ever had in my life. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And those aren't high octane. No. They're just... It's a good, it's just good. No, that that kind of bourbon, like even, stuff, even I if I can appreciate it more now, that kind of bourbon, you literally only drink it so that you can throw your fucking gold-plated dick around. That's yeah, it. It's the your, only reason you drink throw it. Throw your nuts in the mix. You know, yeah, unless like, you have a bottle that you crack once every 10 years. That's different. Sure. But, yeah. Sure, yeah. Um. All right, what do you got? James. That's it for me. Oh, okay. Do you have anything? Uh, the stupid humans line does not appear oh, in I any of the trailers. Up. Okay. It, it doesn't? doesn't? No. I would have sworn to God then that it did as well. Fuck. I don't know. Like, do you do you remember? Do you remember actually watching it? Like, I think think back. Yes, think back at yeah. Because I've never I I had never seen the movie until two weeks ago. Okay. And I had seen John Travolta say "stupid humans." Okay. And this was this was back when I was in high school, so like YouTube wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't just look up a trailer. Yeah. And I would have had no reason to look up a trailer for Battlefield Earth. That's for damn sure. True. So, and like I said, my 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 girlfriend's my girlfriend at the time, her brother used to quote it all the time. And I don't think he saw the movie. No. So, I wouldn't think so. I don't know, dude. Okay. But he used to do it all the time. <laughs> Stupid humans <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Um where uh I did have something here. Uh, oh, that's what it was. Um, the show that Chris Conley was on, Connolly, not Connolly. Connolly. Connolly is the guy from oh, Save yeah, the Day. Oh yeah, actually, I did have this. Chris Connolly as well. was on Twenty Twenty. He no. was yes. He was yes. He oh, was, I didn't. One f- of the he was one of the correspondents and hosts of Twenty Twenty, as well as um, no, that was it. Yeah, he did. That was it. Yeah, he was on Good Morning America too, but that wasn't what sure, we were talking yeah. about. But yeah, Twenty Twenties or Twenty Twenty rather. Uh, where did you see that? I'm literally looking at it oh, okay. on Chris, IMDb right Chris now. Chris Connolly, yes. contributor to ABC News and Good Morning America in 2020 and Nightline. Mm. I was right then. Well, what the fuck? Why is right. any of this stuff in his bio? And <laughs> Wikipedia sucks, dude. Wikipedia sucks. Why do you go to Wikipedia? I don't know, because it's just a, it's the first thing you do, you know? It's the hip thing to do. Chris Connolly is a contributor to ABC News, Good Morning America, 2020, and Nightline. He's a correspondent for ESPN, where his uh, stories appear on SC Featured and First with Yeah, so... There you go. What the fuck, dude? Uh, also, don't gloss over, though, the most important contribution to the news he's ever done, and that is Channel 1 News. Oh, well... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, was he Channel 1? 
No, no, MTV News. I'm no, sorry. MTV <laughs> News. Lisa Ling. Lisa, Lisa Ling. Ling. Dude, I remember wake. Dude, I remember getting in the homeroom sixth grade. Just getting, Lisa, Lisa just Ling. Getting bricked up while just you're watching. Completely. Lisa Ling. Probably because I had to shit too, but like you know. <laughs> It's like this is cruel starting this off starting me off in six <laughs> in sixth grade first thing in the morning you're gonna show me video of Lisa Ling. Yep. What are you trying to do? What is um, this? You trying I, to get me <laughs> I don't know. You trying to get me hyped up for biology class? Cause you're doing it. Yeah. Got sex ed <laughs> class next. Anyway, uh, that is, I believe, all I got. Right on, right on. That's it. That's okay. all she wrote, James. Well, that'll do it for corrections then. Um, what are we doing? This week. What? What's up, friend? This week we, we got a real special episode for you, friend. Because this week... Hello? Who is it? Who? Batista, is that you? Powerbomb! <laughs> Dude, what do, you, what do you do? Like, if... but. If Batista, like, if you didn't know who Batista was, yeah, and you hear a knock on the door, and it's mm-hmm. a very like, it's it's not a normal knock. It's seven individual huge knocks. Oh fuck, that hurt. <laughs> from from the fist that's the size of a fucking ham. Yeah. <laughs> and then you look out the door and you see Batista standing there. Do you answer the door? Kind of, only because I'm going to tell him how much his head looks like a scrotum. <laughs> What is that? I don't know. It's like his brain <laughs> is on the outside of his head. That's <laughs> what it looks like. And I hope he never listens to this because it'll kill us. Um, oh, God. So, uh, yeah, anyway, we watched with Dave Batista. Uh, in person. Th- in Batista. <laughs> yeah, he was here. He watched it with me. I told him his head looked like a scrotum, and now I'm dead. Um, we watched Knock at the Cabin, uh-huh. and we also watched a. Spanish film? Spanish, baby. Called Kidnapped. Yeah. Or Sequesteros. A movie that I had never heard of before this week. Neither had I. But, um... Um, and when you... We bring you the deep cuts here yeah, we do. on uh, the old Buzzkill yeah, we, podcast. we bring the deep so. cuts. So, uh, Knock at the Cabin and Kidnapped. Uh-huh. And to go along with those, from 903 Brewers... That's a new one. I think it's another new one. This is The Chosen One. <gasps> coconut cream ale. I mean, how can you go wrong? You can't. Right? I love coconut. I love I lo- cream. I love cream. <laughs> Our American cream ale is sure to surprise your palate with the sweet taste of toasted coconuts. It has a smooth, crisp malt profile and finishing sweet and creamy. Crisp with a, it has a it has a smooth, crisp malt profile and finishing sweet and creamy. That's worded weird, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. Best enjoyed poolside. Damn it. Aw. All right. Well, uh, this is a six percenter, 12 fluid ounces. Pairs well with mild cheeses. What's, your, what's your favorite mild cheese? My favorite mild cheese? Yeah. I don't know. Is Munster a mild cheese? Munster? Yeah, I'd say Munster is I, a... I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I like a good Havarti. Havarti mm, with dill. Havarti is good. And yep. butter case. I don't think I've ever had a butter case. Fuck, butter case is so good, dude. What's, what's, uh, what's from Munda? Huh? What's from Munda? What is, is, that? is it more sharp? Uh, is it more of a sharp cheese. Yeah, yeah it's got sort of yeah. an sort of an acrid aroma. <laughs> it's it's very. Uh, it's not even really palatable at all. It's, it's like, like foot cheese, just better. <laughs> uh, this also pairs with tropical fruits and vacay getaway. Oh, okay. And it comes with a government warning. <laughs> <laughs> May cause cancer. Oh shit.
there's a, there's a QR code on the side of the can to have a have a beer with the, the founder. Oh, so they, I'm doing that. They couldn't get a microphone for this? <laughs> they couldn't. <laughs> Show me this guy. Looks like a looks oh. like a brewer. Yeah, he looks like a brewer. <laughs> yep. He's got the ruddy face of a brewer. Uh, <laughs> and the and the beard of pubes. Actually, I feel like every brewer in the like that I think like uh, when you're becoming a master brewer, you actually have to grow that beard. Uh, I think it's a prerequisite. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. Yep, completely so, agree. All right, I'm pouring this. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm and this canning is sort it. Sort of a. No, okay. Oh, it's just. Sort well, of you know a, what? I'll pour it in my little uh, my little thing about. I'm glass pouring here. it in my special Cobest man glass. Mm-hmm. Look at that! Look at that pour too. That's Ooh. like it's got. A, I'm holding it up to the light. It's got a nice amber, rich amber color. It's a pretty good pour. That's not a bad pour. And frothiness there. Let's uh, let's uh, let's, uh here. Let's let's see let's what's have the old. Let's the see dink. what it's let's see what it's like on the palate, shall mm-hmm. we? Shall we? Hmm. Oh, lots of coconut. Well, that's delicious. Damn, dude. Holy shit. This is. I fuck, say this. Fuck off, pina colada. This is this is the new coconut drink. I, I say this, and I'm not I'm not saying this in a bad way. It tastes like sunscreen. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it Just tastes like you downing sunscreen. <laughs> it tastes like banana boat sunscreen. It's so good. You know your brands. Hell yeah, I do. So does banana boat taste different than um Well, banana boat has the like overwhelming scent of coconut. Holy shit, smell that too. Mm. Oh, it's, this is delicious. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's delightful. Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well done, Michael. Thank you, sir. And it does. Uh, I aim to please. It, this would, man. I wish I had some mild cheese right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> mm. You know what I introduced my daughter to yesterday? What's that? That uh, I hadn't really thought about in a long time. The only reason I ever tried this was because of an episode of Dexter, like the original Dexter series. Okay. And. I, I've known for a long time that this is actually a, a tea sandwich. Like, it's a sandwich that they specifically would serve at teas in England. And, like, the whole idea behind it was cucumber has, like, next to no nutritional value. Sure. It's basically just water. And so they would serve this as a, as far as I know, like, historically, they would serve cucumber sandwiches. Because it's like, oh, we can fill ourselves up on food that has no nutrients because we're just fucking filthy rich, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. And so, like, I had, I had those little, like, those little non, non rounds, so non a, like na. So it's a square. Na eight. No, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's like an oblong sort the of. You know what I'm talking round. about? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and you do that. Do you like cream cheese? I do. You do that. Cream cheese on. So you take two pieces. Cream cheese on both sides. Okay, you got me. A couple thin slices of cucumber. Out. You don't like cucumber. Out. Dude, it's so... A couple thin slices of cucumber and sprinkle a little salt on it. Press I can it together. It's so good, I dude. can appreciate why people who... I can appreciate that that would be good for people that like cucumber. Yeah. But for someone like me where like a sliver of cucumber will ruin an entire salad. You don't even like, like a... Even. You don't even like a, uh, like a tzatziki sauce? Um... Tzatziki is tzatziki. I can do depending on who makes it. It's like it's kind all of like cucumber. It's though. kind of like honey mustard, though. Like depending on who makes it. So like as, a, as long able... as there's enough garlic and stuff in it, you're yeah, good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right like, on. like like I can I can eat stuff that's made with it as long as that flavor changes. What I talk about with mustard all the time. Sure. I'll yeah. cook with Dijon. I'll cook with whatever. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't taste like mustard at that point. You can pick out the flavor, but that's not what it really tastes like. Right. So, same deal. That's fair. Why did I start talking about cucumber sandwiches? Because um, you were talking about... Introducing your daughter, mild, mild cheeses. Mild cheese, <laughs> uh, cream cheese. I don't know why, but it was... I, <laughs> I, oh, I, I mean, I could... Just to bring it back around, I could use one of those right now ah, with this beer. That would be delicious. There you go. But anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Now it's time to get into Trailer Trashed. That's awesome. All right, James. We got some trailers. Yeah, dude. uh, You ready to get get trashed? Hell yes. Ready to get just completely... Halfway there already. Bomb-assed on trailers? Yes. Uh, Hey, here's a movie we've already seen before, but not really because it's a remake. More on bomb-ass? Is that what you just said? Yes. Okay. You know what's really bomb-ass? What? Bomb pops. That's true. I was thinking thinking more about how... (laughs) Fucking Brian's ex-girlfriend used to be called bomb-ass in high school. <laughs> Not for a good reason, though. They called her bomb-ass and dirty pants because <laughs> she wore the same pants every day. She did uh, not have a bomb-ass either, I'll tell you that much. No, I um, think it was because she was w- always wearing the same pants. Oh, so that, that makes sense. Her ass would... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so this is uh, the remake of One Cut for the Dead. They've been uh, teasing oh, this for dude. a while. Um, yeah, one, so one here cut it is. for the dead was so good. Uh, and this is me. I didn't realize this was made by the French. Oh, the French. French. I had no idea, but uh, apparently it was. And um, what the yeah. remake or the the remake? Yeah, I didn't even know that there was a remake in in the mix. So. Oh yeah, you did because we've talked about it quite a bit. Anything that's talked about in this studio, in this lovely you studio, just, you just don't. It just you just okay. Leaves my well, brain immediately. We're trading in one uh, foreign language film for another here, so that's fine. Still won't be able to understand the damn thing. But uh, here we go. This is the uh, remake trailer called Final Cut. That's okay. the name of this one, but it is the remake of One Cut for the Dead. All right, here we go. Ah, tu veux jouer, c'est ça? Eh ben, t'inquiète, on va te trouver un rôle. Attends, mais mais c'est quoi ce sang là? On dirait du vrai sang. J'ai déclenché le truc. On continue de tourner, on n'arrête pas la caméra. Absolutely not. No. So here's the thing. I, oh, I was I was answering her question about oh, being oh. vomited on. <laughs> I, I'd vomit on her. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. I. So I wasn't a big fan of the original. If you remember. I don't remember. I, yeah, I was I not. Liked it. I was not a, the biggest fan of the original. This looks even worse than that. I just don't like. So they have like uh, they have the things popping up from. Uh, from critics and stuff saying, "Oh, this movie is so good." Blah, blah. Yeah. And this, and one says, "This breathes new life into the zombie, into no, the, the zombie genre." No, the first one did. I'd be so pissed if I was the <laughs> makers of that first movie and saw that. One they, cut, one one cut, uh, one cut of the one dead. cut of the dead. I liked that a lot. Sure, I thought it was really cool. It was like it was, it was like some. It was. Like nothing else I had ever seen. You know what I mean? I feel like I need to rewatch it. I, <clears throat> I seem to remember a lot of my criticisms maybe not being very fair because I didn't quite have my head wrapped around the whole thing. Maybe not. It's dude. possible. You should rewatch it. Um, but but even still, this just I don't see the point in this. Like I really don't understand I, yeah, the point. I very seldom like I remakes are not 
I mean, I usually give them their, you know, their fair shake. Like, I'll watch them and see how good they are and blah, sure. blah, blah. And if they're good, I, I give them the credit that, that they deserve. And if they suck, I tell them that they suck. Some of them just seem unnecessary, and this one seems unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. But it, I also say that about a lot of <laughs> a lot of remakes that end up, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> back in 2004 when they were remaking Dawn of the Dead, I might have looked at it and gone, why? Right? Like, why do we need a remake of this? And then it ended up being awesome. Well, you know, so that also though had the benefit of time. Sure, there was enough time passed between the original and the new one. There wasn't. There's not much. Yeah, because when did when did One Cut of the Dead actually come out? I don't know. I think it was like 2010, maybe. Uh, yeah. Look it up. Look it up real quick. I think it was around there though. One one clit, not clit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's Wrong on my one. mind. Wrong uh, one. Oh, 2017. No, five years ago. Yeah. See, this that's, that's pointless. not. Yeah, like. This would be like what what um what 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 just came out like uh like Evil Dead Rise just came out and then someone's gonna be like we're gonna remake Evil Dead Rise we're gonna put it in a condo we're gonna remake Evil of, in 2027 <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense oh and there's also hey what there is a one cut of the dead TV movie sequel huh yeah yeah. This is six, six, six months past since the horrible zombie attack. Chinatsu lost her voice after the incident, and she now works as a waitress in Hollywood. Is it made by the original people? And is about to start a new life. However, real zombies arrive and terrorize the crew in Hollywood. It's called One Cut of the Dead spinoff in Hollywood. Is it out already? It came out in 2019. Huh. <laughs> we should probably watch that. We probably should. Anyway, though, uh, that's uh, Final Cut. Um how, yeah, uh, it was, I mean, how do you say in French? Meh. Uh, je ne, je ne sais moi. <laughs> je ne sais meh. <laughs> je ne sais not. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, that is that. Moving on here, uh, our next trailer, James. Trailer, trailer James. Trailer, James. That's you. That's me. Our next uh, <laughs> trailer, James. <laughs> our next trailer is uh, for a movie called The Passenger. This is directed by uh, Carter Smith, who did that movie, The Ruins. Did uh, you ever see that? Uh, one second. By the way, yes, Shin- uh, Shinichiro Ueda. Yeah. The guy who directed the first movie. Yes. One Cut of the Dead wrote the second movie. So it's okay. the same people. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yes, The Ruins. Yes. Did you ever see The Ruins? Yes. I uh, love that movie. Uh, we should do it for the show. <clears throat> yeah, it was sneaky good. Cause, yeah, right? Because I never expected it to be any good yeah because i didn't really think that the trailer is really i was absolutely floored <laughs> floored <laughs> by the whole thing um anyway is, this that, is, it, is that based off a novel yes it is okay which i own the novel i need to read it yeah yeah you should should and then tell me how it is w- will do mm-hmm. i heard it anyway heard it grows on you like a weed <laughs> <laughs> okay so director uh, carter smith this is his new movie, uh, The Passenger. Uh, it is produced by Blumhouse and all that stuff, Jason Bloom. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is, uh, I don't know anything about this. I have not watched it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Uh, I didn't it. say this before, but as always, these are all on YouTube. Watch them. Come back here. Or don't. You know, you do you. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But cool. uh, this is The Passenger. <laughs> I don't normally get visits from former students. I just, I needed 
to tell you how sorry I am for, um, about what happened. Intense, that was dude. really fun. Oh, my birthday. Hey. Hey. Uh, that <laughs> hey, looks happy really happy birthday. Let's watch some people really murdering each other. Um, what the hell did we just watch with... Uh, um, what's his, what's his Kyle, name? It's Kyle Gollner. Kyle Gollner? Yep. Yep. Yeah. What did we just watch where he died really he, early in the movie? He was like the boyfriend that got killed out in the parking lot. Yeah, he got stabbed um, in the throat. Got stabbed in the throat. It was by the Scream. Scream! He was Scream 6. <laughs> Scream! Um, I like him. So it's funny. Like, we... he's... I don't... Like, he doesn't... He shows up in so many movies, and I don't think that he gets his... I have a very bold... I don't think he gets his propers, because he's he's a, he's a pretty good actor. Yeah. Uh, even, even me saying that just now sounded like I wasn't giving him his propers. He's a very good actor. Yeah. I, I have a bold, a bold uh, statement. Prediction. I love to, Prediction. I love bold statements. Go he ahead. is going to eventually win an Academy Award. I love that. I'm serious. No, I love He's that. He's so statement. good. He's really we, good. We, and he fucking he goes for it. With we everything mentioned too. in um in when we were watching Scream that him playing like the more dirty, yeah. like bad guy kind yeah. of role suits him so well. Yeah. And there's going to be a role, maybe comes off the heels yeah. of something like this that he gets put in that is going to be fucking terrifying he just needs the right person to see him yeah and like and put him the right in the right script and the right everything yes 100 percent. but like a lot of these especially the academy awards loves like dry drama movies and he could do that so well sure yeah i agree with you i do agree with you and if he he doesn't it's fucking criminal because he's he's good he's so good picture a movie like there will be blood with javier bartet Bartet, Bartu, Bartu, uh, Javier Barto. Javier Botet wasn't Botet. in there. No, will be blood. Not, not Javier, but <laughs> Javier uh, Bardem. That's the one, Bardem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Picture, no, that's no country for old men. Sorry, no. That's what I meant. I always get those two mixed up. I do too. Always. I do too. I think they came out. Around they came the same out around time. the same time. Yeah. My point is like, though. Yeah. That that movie was about like a psychopath. Right. Whatever. Like you know, flip the coin or whatever. Just, just decides on whether you live or die. Yeah. I can see him. Maybe not playing that role, but being in a movie like that, yeah, and just fucking chewing the shit out of it, yeah, right. I can see that. Yep. Uh, anyway, though, back or to I this movie. I was thinking, like, I mean, to go to a to go to a, an Academy Award winning film like uh, the uh, the Two Billboards movie, yeah. Two mm-hmm. Two Billboards, mm-hmm. he would have fit right in with that cast. Absolutely. You know what I mean? God, the movie was so good. It was good. Uh, very good. Uh, back to this movie though. Um, this looks <laughs> intense as fuck. It, yeah, it I looks... wonder if he's not real. Did you get that impression? No. So the movie is called that's... The Passenger. Mm, that's interesting, though. Uh, and it's all about him influencing this other kid. Yeah. I'm getting major Fight Club vibes from it, oh. personally. That's just my take on it. Like we'll he's see. just he's like this. Um, he's the thought in his head. Like the like the hyper sort of because kind kind of like with Fight Club, like the like Tyler Durden is the hyper masculine side of Jack, who yeah. is uh, like he wants him to come out, but he's under the surface. He's a repressed. Bit. Yeah, yeah, repressed. Thank you. Yeah. Um. That's yeah, kind of that, what that's kind of what I get. The, the it's called the passenger. Sure. That, that makes sense to me. Yeah. 
That would um, be interesting. But that looks fucking great. Um, looked up this trailer though, if you yeah. didn't, and uh, yeah, that looks really good. Who was the girl? Who was I? I she I, plays Paris with a younger girl. She plays Paris in Gilmore Girls. Liza Well. Is that her, her name? Or Liza Weil? Is that her? I don't, I, I'm not looking at it, so I can't say uh, here or there. She is. A, yeah, she plays Paris Geller yep, in that's Gilmore her. Yep. Girls. Yep. <laughs> you would. It's a great show. I know. I, I don't, like it I don't, too. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. It's a great show. I'm a little bit depressed uh, that it's over. There's also a dude in this movie named Billy Slaughter. Billy Slaughter? That's a fucking Fuck. cool name. That's a great name. That's a very cool name. <laughs> that's a great name. Billy Slaughter. Me? Fuck yeah. Oh, Will Will Slaughter. Will Slaughter. That's dude, dude. dude. I'm changing my name. I'm changing my kids name. I'm changing my name to May Slaughter. May Slaughter. May Slaughter. This guy this guy Mason? Will, this guy Will Slaughter. I May Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> or you have, you have Will and May uh Will and um William and Mason, two brothers. William and Mason. Will and May Slaughter. I may slaughter you. He will he, slaughter he you. He will slaughter you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, script, dude. Um, there's a script in here somewhere. TM us. TM. That's a verbal TM. Verbal. Um, all right, James. Yeah, that looks good, man. I'm excited for that. That's all we got until a little bit later. Oh, right on. Cool. Nudge, all nudge, right. Wink, wink. So, those were the trailers. We are sufficiently trashed. Now it's time to get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. All right, James. Um, so we got to start off this news cycle with uh, some news that I think everybody kind of half expected at this point, but there was finally confirmation this week. Um, they did find the, unfortunately, they did find the remains of Julian Sands. This yeah, week. what a bummer, dude. Yep. Uh, I so mean, he, bummer, bummer, but also like I'm happy they found him. Yeah, it's like closure for his family sure. and stuff. Sure. So that's that's good. I'm guess, happy they found him. Uh, Julian Sands was 65 years old. Uh, he was the star of the Warlock series. Um, he was in tons and tons of other stuff. Uh, Family of the Opera, Rose Red. Uh, he was in Dexter. Um, just it, uh, an absolute ton of stuff. I don't just need to go ledge. through his, his Total entire ledge. filmography here. But um, yeah, no, nah, he was uh, in January. I think it was. He had gone out hiking. And just never came back. Not not hiking. He well, was climbing. Well, climb mountain climb, climbing. Climbing yeah. Mount, ba- uh, Mount But they Baldi. found his body, though, I thought, on the side of a trail. Did they really? That's what I had thought. Was it a... Well, there was... Was it a an avalanche? Suspected I, that avalanche, I have, I have no it? idea. Okay. No idea at all. Maybe I have says, my uh, The manner of his death there. is still under investigation. Um, but I could have sworn that uh, I had heard in the... Um, when remains were found and like news was already circulating that it might be him, that two hikers found him, which really? strikes me as they're hikers. They're yeah. on a trail. They're not up in a mountain somewhere. Yeah. So whatever, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, do your own research on that if you want sure. to find out more. But, um, I was, I, I think I mentioned to you when this first came down the pipes, I was like, what if they found him alive? Like, what if they found him living off the land in like an igloo somewhere? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, but then I would be like, I was I was well enough to build myself an igloo, but I couldn't hike five miles back down to, to civilization. I guess I didn't think about it in those terms, but I don't know. It would have been crazy if they would have found him alive, though. Yeah, it's just like, uh, you know, kind, uh, kind of what we all expected. But it's just, was that shitty James Franco movie, 127 Days, like that stuff. 127 hours. That's the one. Yeah. Well, this would have been 127 days. It wasn't shitty. 
I just don't really like James Franco. Oh, you don't? I used to like him. He's he's just kind of a chode. He is sort <laughs> at of, this point. He's sort of a weirdo, but I kind of like him for that reason. Uh, I like uh, I like weird people. I don't I, know. Weird is good. He's creepy. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god, yes. He's well, he got does. A, he does have way. some. He's got a reputation. He does have some some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. got a reputation. Yeah. Um. Anyway, though, uh, rest in peace, Julian Sands. Um. Yep. Total bummer. Uh. Yeah. You are the warlock. Yeah, you are. Always. Always. Always and forever the warlock. Um, Moving on here. uh, Do you like Godzilla? Do you have another death to talk about? I don't. Who else died? This just happened today. Oh. Alan Arkin died. Alan Arkin died? Yep. Oh, fuck, dude. We'll take it away. Uh, Alan Arkin passed away today at the age of 89. I didn't know he was that old. Yep. Good on you. Uh, total bummer. He would, uh, I mean, he's been in so many movies, but as far as like our purposes go here, um... Actually, a movie I've been wanting to do for the show for quite a long time, which is Wait Until Dark. Okay. Uh, with, um, what's her name? What's her name? The old babe. I got a picture of her up in one of my rooms upstairs. I have no idea. This movie came out in 67. Uh, Audrey Hepburn. Oh, oh, the old odds. Uh, this movie, have you ever seen anything about Wait Until Dark? Nope. Never so even heard it's, of it. She plays a blind woman. Okay. And he and uh, Alan Arkin plays the villain. And he comes into the house and essentially is threatening her life. And then she, being blind, waits until dark and then, like, smashes all the light bulbs in the house. Why does she have to wait until dark? It's always dark for her. (laughs) uh, How does she know? I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen the movie, but I would like to see it. And then she, like, she (laughs) smashes all the light bulbs in the movie to get away from him and then okay. it's like this cat and mouse through the house and she can navigate the house by like in the dark because she's blind and she's been doing it for years and he's after her the whole time it, it sounds like a very intense movie and i i've been wanting to do it for the for the show for quite a while what's your favorite alan arkin movie um putting on the spot uh i liked um what the hell was it called? The Slums of Beverly Hills. Nope, not that. <laughs> uh, Sun Sunshine Cleaning was that it? Oh, he was good in that. Yeah, Sunshine yeah, he Cleaning. Was, he I was liked. really good in that. Yep. I, I like quite a lot. Yep. Well, the correct answer is The Rocketeer. Oh, dude, yes. That's that's the correct answer. Yeah, let me change my answer. <laughs> yes, fuck The Rocketeer. Um, dude, I want that helmet so bad. I can't give you the helmet, but I can give you an, a copy of the Cocketeer if you want it. I do have I do have that at the house. I'll take that, <laughs> just for starters. Oh no, I and sold it. it. I fuck, I sold that. Did you sell the cocketeer? Somebody sold... gave you that as a gift. Yeah, yeah. I got it when uh, Thomas Video went out of business. Chris oh, gave it to me. You're one of those dicks. I sold it for like a hundred and five dollars. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, dude. The cocketeer, dude. Parody porn fucking sells well, for big money. Yeah, of course. Especially if it's on tape. I wonder how much oh, the yeah. SpongeBob porn goes through. There's a SpongeBob porn. Oh what's yeah. It, what's it called? I think it's just called SpongeBob, a triple X parody or something like oh, that. Oh, that's a lame name. Can I, can I come up with something better, people? Splugebob. Should have yeah, called it Splugebob. 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 Come SpongeBob. Splugebob stiff pants. <laughs> um, okay. Wait, hold on. Uh, not Sunshine Cleaning. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, that's well, what I meant. Both. I know. Both. I know he's in both. Yeah. I, I liked Little Miss Sunshine a lot. Okay. I know it was one of those, like, I don't know, it was one of those, like, 
those like slow sort of dramatic movies that people I don't know. I've really liked like that movie like Alan Arkin, uh Steve Carell, Paul Dano, like early Paul Dano mm-hmm. when when he's just like I don't know. He was just kind of a doofy little fuck. Like I really like that movie. And what's yeah. her what the hell's her Are, name? What is her name? What's the main girl's name? The little girl. I don't know. <sighs> She's I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Alan Arkin passed away. Yeah. And I don't know the cause. 20, he was eight, he was 89, so. 20 minutes later, we good? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Jeez, why are you making a thing out of it? <laughs> don't, be, um, don't be weird, Mike. No, I'm trying to move on here. We're already an hour in. Hold on. Pause. Oh, for fuck's sake. His middle name was Wolf. <laughs> what? I just looked at his IMDb, <laughs> and his middle name was Wolf. That's amazing. Alan Wolf Arkin. That's Fuck. dope. Why didn't you go by Wolf Arkin? Oh, Wolf Arkin. Because <laughs> it, <laughs> it, like, it sounds like Wolf Arkin. <laughs> Wolf Arkin. <laughs> and, and that sounds like something that an Irish person would do. No, farkin. Wolf, Wolf Arkin. Oh, we're Farkin the oh, Wolf. Wolf Arkin. Yeah. Yesterday I was out, I was out Farkin the Wolf. How's Wolf Arkin? <laughs> it just doesn't work. No, that, that was a good. That's a good choice. Yeah. That's a good choice. Okay. All right. Um, do you like Godzilla? I do. Yeah. Do you like Pluto TV? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty all right. right? It's just, I don't use it very Pluto often. Pluto TV was a godsend for me when I first cut cable. Yeah. Because it's just free cable, right? Mm-hmm. All your favorite shows got twenty-four hour cha- uh, stations. Right. Well, right. a new one is coming, and that is a twenty-four-seven. Godzilla channel. Every Godzilla movie 24/7. I feel like this has been in the works for a long time. Haven't we talked well, about it's this? It's here, James. Haven't we talked about this? I far? don't know, maybe. So it's, it's here, just though. so this is it a channel or is it a streaming service? It's a channel. It's Pluto TV. It's a channel on Pluto TV. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Well, I guess Pluto would be an, an app, a streaming service technically. Sure. Okay. So it's a so it's a 24 hour a day. Yep. Godzilla channel. Are you ready for the list? Want to hear all the movies that are going to be a part of this? Are, are you really? Okay, yes. I got it all here. Yeah. All Monsters Attack. Godzilla 1999. Godzilla 2000. Godzilla 54. Godzilla Raids Again. Wait, I'm, stop. I'm already, I'm already done. Wait, stop. Yep. Godzilla 1999. Yep. On repeat. <laughs> done. <laughs> That's, all That's all you I need. need. That's, That's it. all you need. Iguanodon. Iguanodon. It's the best. Okay. It's, it's the best. Um, but yeah, uh, it's going to be all of them, though, right? It's pretty much every one of them, yeah, with the exception of probably a couple because of rights issues. But yeah, yeah. sure. So if you're into uh, Godzilla and you want to watch them on on just twenty four seven loop, uh, go to Pluto TV. Yeah, awesome. all right. Uh, Stranger Things five has some interesting news. <clears throat> First off, uh, Linda Hamilton has been cast. Oh, she is going to be in Stranger Things five. Okay, uh, I'm in the middle of four finally. Okay, so you need to catch up because uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. That might be happening next week. What do you mean I need to catch up? Well, you've already watched it, but do you yeah. want to rewatch it? I probably will. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Next week though, James. Is that what we're doing? That's what we're doing. Okay. I'm putting this. I'm putting this in the. Okay. In the lexicon here. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. Anyway, though, uh, also Prey filmmaker Dan Trachtenberg is going to be directing an episode. Oh. So we're getting some uh, some Hollywood directors now oh. coming into the Stranger Things universe. Okay. Pretty exciting. All right. Uh, Prey was awesome. Dan Trachtenberg, his 
other movies are amazing. Uh, but yeah, if you are a Stranger Things fan, then uh, that's all good news for you. Yeah, cool. Um, let's see here. I only have one more piece of oh, news. Oh, hold on. Actually, oh. did you hear that uh, Stranger Things f- uh, uh, Season 5 may be on hold? Oh, well, the writer's strike. Because of the writer's well, strike. Yeah, that's and, but not just the writer's strike, but if... So today is Friday the 20-something? Yeah, both the 30th. Uh, the 30th. So... Uh, tonight by 12 a.m., so in the next 40, what is it, 30, 20, 30 33 minutes, uh, they have until midnight tonight to figure, oh, out, deadline. figure out the negotiations for the writers, and then there's potentially an actor's strike on oh, the horizon good Lord. for next week. Lovely. Which, hold on, I, ha- I have an issue here. I have an issue with actors going on strike. With the writers, the writers are the the workhorses, you know, like they're along with all of the other people who actually make the films, right? Don't get me wrong, give the actors their due, but like the people who are part of the Screen Actors Guild who are like spearheading the 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 actors strike, these are people who are making millions and millions of dollars. For every film that they do. Okay. I don't know. I just like... The actors strike, or the actors stuff, though, applies to more than just the people who I know. There's like, hun- there's like 160,000 members But of you know what movies would be without guild. actors? What? Books. Books, yeah. They would be books. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty important. <laughs> but so are books. Books are important too. Sure. I don't know. To me, it's just like oh, like oh, if our if our actors go on strike, we'll have to read again. Big deal. I don't know. Who knows? There could be more AI stuff going on in the actor strike too. You know, that's becoming a big thing. Oh well, that is that is one of the so okay. That's definitely one of the things. So I won't. The so strike. I won't yeah. be. I won't be a total dick about this. Like the actors, uh, one of the one of the main points in their strike is that they want more protection against ai yeah specifically I, I think specifically like with a like uh like ai generated like pornography and sure. stuff like that okay well, so never mind i'm kind of changing or, i'm kind of changing AI, my ai generating their voices to be used for well stuff. that too yeah yeah sure. yeah sure. so okay i'm kind of changing my tune about yeah. this when i uh, and it i i didn't even think at first about because I just said, like, oh, there's 160,000 members. Can we of... sum this up by just saying you're a stupid person? I'm stupid, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's I'm stupid, but at the same <laughs> time, it's like I see Fran Drescher sitting up there going, ah, we're, yeah, we're going on strike, and I'm like, hey, you're all making millions of dollars, but there are a lot of small-time actors who are only making peanuts, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not... So I get it. I do. I get it. Whatever. Strike. Strike if you have to. But I'm also like... I don't know. I'm not going to get into this. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> go go well, ahead. Well, speaking of a movie that had writing issues that weren't related to the writer's strike, mm. and then we'll probably get uh, delayed again if there's an actor's strike, mm-hmm. uh, but Jason Blum has an update on the Spawn movie. Mm. Yeah. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> uh, however, he is predicting a 2025 release yeah, as okay. of right now. Uh, and he does say, he goes, uh, he said, I would like to have, um, bloop, there we go. I would say you have a lot to hope for because it's in very, very active development. Mm. 
So that means it's beyond just the writing stage at this point. Okay. So that's that's exciting. Hasn't it, um, hasn't it been beyond the writing stage since like no, 2020 though? No. So the the short and skinny of this is that Todd McFarlane was writing it and directing it, mm-hmm. and he was not giving up control of that yeah. for anybody. Yeah. And uh, Blumhouse, from my understanding, it's Blumhouse wanted rewrites, and he refused to let rewrites happen to his oh, script. Oh, yeah. Um, that has uh, obviously something has happened because they've moved past that. So if the script is done and they're in active, active development, then, uh, you know, maybe we'll actually see something. But okay. Jamie Foxx was supposed to play Spawn. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is in the hospital still, I believe. Is he really? Yeah, I think so. We still, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and you know never... I've heard no change on him. So don't take that for, uh, don't take that for gospel. I can't I don't re- know, but. What's the actual... No idea. Uh, Jamie, Jamie Foxx's co-star just shared a new update. This is three days ago. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of speculation surrounding the health of Jamie Foxx the last few months following the actress' hospitalization. What What was the actual... Yeah, no, I don't think anyone's ever said. Is there anything, like, solid about it's, what it is? It's probably gonorrhea. Like, a real bad just a case. Really bad just case a really bad case Just a real bad case, yeah. Thanks, dude. I I joke, but I hope that Jamie Foxx is okay. I I happen to like Jamie Foxx. I do too. Like it's just weird for it's it's weird for something and the, and this is fine with me by the way. Like it's weird to have somebody who's so famous have something like this going on in their life and for it to be so locked down and so private. Yeah. But that's fine with me. No, I agree. I feel like actors deserve more of that kind of privacy. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're people. Yeah, absolutely. So the fact that I can Google this and not figure out what the hell's going on, that's cool with me. I'm fine with that. I'm I'm interested, but if I if I never learn what it is, uh-huh. fine. It's your life, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. No. I yep. find um I find <clears throat> privacy very foxy. Hey. <laughs> right? Anyway, though, that's all I got. That's your news. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break and when we get back, We're going to figure out who invited these assholes. There's always every party that you ever have. There's always those like two or three assholes that you're just like. It's probably John. Fucking John. Fucking Brian. Why are all of our friends so awful except us? Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Spanish. Espanol. I don't speak it. So I, I have no idea what this movie was about. Yeah. Because there was no subtitles. It was None. very unhelpful. <laughs> I got the context clues. I got the gist, but <laughs> uh no. Um so we are starting off our uh unwanted guest episode here with uh kidnapped from twenty ten. See Mike's being polite by calling them unwanted guests, even though they're assholes. Unwanted assholes? Mm. See, that I, sounds like a birth defect. See, I, I, <laughs> I was going to take that in a different direction. I was going to say, I've never really seen an asshole I did, that I didn't want. All of them. Wait, you've seen mine. All of them. You want this? Every. 
single. I mean, it's not really getting used much. One. <laughs> uh, kidnapped from 2010. Uh, directed by... <clears throat> you gotta get this right. I've made it a point to get all of these names correct. Is this person fine? Because you Floyd. just you just started with the... <laughs> I know, okay. Miguel. Miguel. Angel. Okay. So Miguel Angel Vivas. Did I get it right? No. Within it within a, a 10 percentage. That's uh it's it's Miguel Ain't <laughs> It's Miguel Angel Vivas. So Miguel Angel Vivas. Miguel Angel Miguel Angel. And yeah, is it oh, Angel? It's probably Angel. Probably Angel. Miguel Angel Vivas. Anyway, uh, this is the guy that is behind the inside remake. Which I've never seen either of them. Oh, really? I don't know that Inside, even even having not seen it, I don't know that Inside needed a remake. That seems like a very I've singular never, movie. Yeah, but I've I know never seen, seen it. it, it and actually, I didn't know that, and now this makes more sense <laughs> a little bit. It makes more He's sense. Pretty visceral. Um, yeah, it's very. Uh, Miguel yeah. does not make light movies. Yeah, we'll put he it doesn't. That way. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't really pull punches. Uh, the reason um, that I was attracted yeah. to this movie was because of the description that it is just insanely hard hitting, insanely violent, and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, that sounds that sounds good. Yeah. Um, and um, it lived up to its name. I'll say that. Yep. In terms of the violence and the and the the just generally uncomfortable things. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. in Kidnapped from 2010, we have three hooded Eastern Eastern European Eastern criminals European. burst into a home in Madrid, in a Madrid-gated community, holding the family hostage in its own home and forcing the father to empty his credit cards. That's... That's pretty good. That's not bad. That's, that's pretty good. Not too bad. All right. Um, starring... <clears throat> I got this. I got this. Hit me with um, it. <laughs> Fernando Cayo. That's sure. Pretty, that's pretty simple. Yeah. Okay. Um, Manuela Velez. Manuela Velez. Velez. See, the L's always trip me up. The L's are kind of silent. Right? I don't know for sure, but like it's the double L. Okay. Like the chili relleno. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. like a Y sound. So either of us could be right. I'll Manuela Velez. Um, I don't know. Ana Wagner. Ana Wagner. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's British forward. Uh, Guillermo Baranitos. Guillermo Barrientos. <laughs> I'm gonna do the English version of uh, Dritan Biba. Uh, Dritan Biba. <laughs> and Mar- actually, Martin Coupier. Actually, Dritan. That's a cool name. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Dritan. Yeah. Dritan. 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 And the very Bible. last one, the guy that played Cesar. Uh, Cesar. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with this one. Um, I got this. Zuel Yanez. 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 Yeah. I'm pretty good, right? Not too bad. You know what? I'm going to take that as a win. Yeah, it's a, it's a W. Now, I'll let you tell everybody who they all played. Uh, <laughs> Jaime. I'm not saying them again. Jaime. Jaime. Fernando Cayo played Jaime. Jamie in American. <laughs> uh, Isa. Marta. Uh, S. Well, no, you got you to see who. Wait, it doesn't matter. Fucking. It doesn't matter. Who cares? As, as a ten- Jamie is the father of the family. Isa is their daughter. Marta is the wife. And then we have, I'm assuming this me- this word means assailant. Yeah, I would as- imagine so. Asetante. 
Or they all have the same first name. Esetante. <laughs> uh, you have um, jo- uh, Joven, Joven Jefe, Jefe, and Fuerte. And Fuerte. Yep. Oh, look at me. I got all those right. <laughs> uh, taking, yeah. taking that one to the bank. <laughs> taking it to the bank. Um, so anyway, basically what you have here is a family, uh, a well-off family mm-hmm. who, just, who just moved into a brand new home. And on their first night in the new home... These three assailants, or esetantes, uh, break into the home, hold them hostage, and want to steal their money, essentially. It's very straightforward. There's nothing... My. There's really no twists or turns or anything in this. It's no, just, it's pretty they, straightforward. They break in, they want yeah. money. Uh, one of them is more of a fucking reject and wants more than just money which that seems to be that seems to be a theme amongst these like criminal crews one of them always is the bad seed yeah and so always i i take issue with that every time and it's like like what was that movie there's so many people who are there's so many people who are willing to do bad things for money that if you were the like the ringleader of one of these operations do you really have to do you really have to hire the the firecracker? Well, Do you have to fire the fucking. He's gonna be the one that everyone's afraid of. And you also look at like of the three guys that were doing the break in, you know, and, and yeah. holding hostage. the The young guy obviously was new. Yeah, that, that was obviously his first time doing this. Yeah. So if the if the main dude is going to like like part of their plan is that he has to leave with one of the one of the the dad or whoever it would be to go get the money from the ATM, you got to leave somebody in charge. You want an enforcer. And they can trust. And yeah, the guy might be crazy, but he also knows he's not going to let the new guy fuck up. Sure. And he's also not going to let the family get away with anything. Was the... So uh, that makes sense to have somebody crazy on your crew. I forgot to... That makes sense. That does make sense. You want an enforcer. You want somebody who's going to make everybody afraid to try anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that does make sense. But... Do you have to get the coke head? Do you have to get the guy who's gonna fuck it? I don't know. I mean, it's they're just criminals. Like, I mean, what, I don't like, think I don't think your pond is that big to choose. Like from. you can, <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. Like you can find somebody who's still big and scary but has a level head. Was the guy? Wait, you don't I, want you don't want to have you don't want him to have a level head. Well, <laughs> I mean, like you the don't. The young guy had the level head, and we all see how that worked out. That's fair. That's fair. You know? Was the guy, was the young guy, I forgot to go back and he look. He was the mover in the beginning. Okay, he was so, the mover. One of my notes is, oh, that mover dude is totally one of the nappers. 100%. 100%. Because <laughs> he was the inside guy. Yeah, like, he was yep. the guy who gave them the information, like, oh, they, this is where you're going to. They follow yeah. him on camera just a little bit too long yeah. that's, to, for that's, it to be coincidence. That's what I assumed, yep. but I, I forgot to go back and actually watch that scene again to see yep. if it was the same guy, but that's that's what I assumed. Which, now is a good time to kind of break from the plot a little bit to mention something that you notice right away in the movie. The camera work in this movie is fucking top-notch. Yeah, it's cool. It's all handheld, and it's all... And I didn't realize this. I, I feel ashamed that I didn't actually realize this. There are a lot of really, really cool, like, camera like viewing shots they do in this movie or ways that they visualize things Mm -hmm. in use of like split screen and then uh there's a scene at the end that we'll get to that is masterful in my opinion wait what do you mean you didn't realize i didn't what i didn't realize realize that the split screen was no no no, 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 no. i realized that what i didn't realize is that the movie is 12 long shots and that's it oh yeah i never realized 
for the majority of the movie, mm-hmm. they never cut. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how I didn't realize that, but I'm like, I'm reading stuff about this, and then I'm like thinking back What's to my. What's funny is. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. It, yeah. It's, and I actually. I mean, there are cuts, but there's not a lot of them. It's funny because I actually knew that when you sent me the trailer for this movie. By the way, the trailer for this movie doesn't do the movie justice. No. The move the the trailer when you sent me the trailer, I looked I I watched it and I was like, "Yeah. Like that'll work for this week, but it doesn't look that good." It it the trailer really didn't make it look like that great of a movie. Sure. It's way better than the trailer makes it so look. So it's safe to say we both loved this yeah, movie. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I liked I, it a lot. I would say that I loved it. Yeah. Like I think this is this um, is a this is a movie that like it will stand the test of time in terms of this genre. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's one of it's a really, really, really great example of home invasion done not right, but done scary. Like done done in a way that really yeah, legitimate. Like really like gets gets into your guts and just fuck and like churns them. Yeah. Like you said you said this is uh um the same guys who are behind inside? Uh the remake of oh, inside. Oh, the remake of inside. Yep. Okay. Yep. No, and this is well, just one dude. This is just one dude. So. Oh, so it's not the same nope. writers or anything like that. Nope. Um, yeah, I haven't seen the remake of Inside, but if it's anything like the original, the original Inside was gnarly, but yep. that's French horror for you. Um, yeah, this movie, like it, it definitely. There's like, there's so much stuff that happens in this movie that just really like, yeah, just sticks with you, and it's like. And then they they I actually, they really like the, the, they don't there's it's it's weird like in the beginning of the movie I thought that they were pulling punches a little bit like where so I did I yeah and then I mean, this and movie I was supposed like, to be ultra violent where's the ultra violence like I was waiting hit, for and it. then they hit you with some really gnarly stuff and like, it's a, like ugh, they hit you like a sledgehammer <laughs> they hit you like a sledgehammer <laughs> I'm thinking more so like I'm uh, they. Like the movie seemed, because even the even the even the kidnappers or the 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 home intruders or whatever seemed relatively tame for a while, and well, then they yeah. and then they went from being tame to super not tame. Sure. Well, for, it was once the main guy left. Right. And so so and what happened? What happened is the main the dude, fam. the main dude, they they rough up the family a little bit. They separate the father from the mother and the daughter, mm-hmm. and the main. Uh, kidnapper guy goes out to the father's car with the father takes his mask off and he's like i can't wear a mask in the car yeah so you need to see my face and then they're they're proje- uh, turns out he looks like our buddy kelly <laughs> little bit little bit um so their their trajectory kind of changes from the mother and the daughter whereas the dad kind of gets off easy he's just kind of driving around getting money out of atms yeah Meanwhile, back at the house, the mother and the daughter start hell. He he leaves the mother and the daughter under the control of the wild card. And the new guy. And the new guy. And the wild card, it's pretty obvious from the the get that he's he's not just there to do the job that he was there for. Yeah, like he wants everything that he can possibly get out of the situation, yeah. which includes the daughter the daughter <laughs> which includes maybe yeah. the mother yep. which uh well, was going to be the mother and then didn't she like swap or whatever 
No, how did that work? See, I thought the guy had her at first, and she's like, "Take me, not my daughter." I thought that was he was gonna dude. he was gonna take the daughter because he made it pretty clear. Like once the the father and the main bad guy left, he made it pretty clear that he had the intention to force himself yeah. on the daughter. Yeah. And it finally got to a boiling point where he decided it was time for that. And he goes to take her, but then the mother kind of like attacks him and says, no, take me, take me. And like, and he pulls her off into a different room and she says, just take me. I won't fight you. And he says, I like when they fight. Yeah. And then he ends up, he ends up chaining her up downstairs next to the boyfriend who had come in at some point in time and he was a bitch by the way (laughs) oh god he pissed me off so much he's like open the door no you should be out there being like don't open the door right and then when the mother comes down with a broken arm and she's all beat up and stuff he says you selfish bitch you should open the door that was him that was him oh i rewound it like three times to see if that was actually him and i was like oh well you deserve to die you little prick and then they, oh god, dude, yep. I fucking hate. I hate rape scenes in movies. I really do. Like they, yeah, they stick with me so. It and, and doesn't especially, help. It doesn't help when the the actresses and the actors in the scenes are so incredibly convincing, believable. Which oh, I will give god, this: dude. the the daughter and the mother were incredible in this movie. Oh. The mother seemed on the verge of vomiting yeah. through the whole movie. So and I'm like, how do you do that? The rape <laughs> like scene, she would keep going. Oh. Well, the rape scene aside, there's a scene where they both get like rags shoved into their mouth as yeah. actual gags. And the mother was gagging. That there that wasn't acting, I don't think. No. I'm fairly certain she was actually gagging on that because I do that. Like I have You like, gag yourself? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes um no like i it's weird my gag reflex is super weird you've seen me deep throat a hot dog no problem right <laughs> i but, have a video of it but i have a i have you telling I a hold, story that i edited where i i yeah I but the weird thing later. is the weird thing is if i'm like doing laundry right yeah. i'm doing laundry and i i put like the the end of a sheet in my mouth to hold the corner to fold it over, <laughs> right i will literally if it's in my mouth like not even deep in just holding something in my mouth, I will gag. It doesn't make any sense. And the reaction that I was getting from her, though, with that with that gag where they shove it in your was mouth. Was it making her, you want to gag, too? Kind of. But the way that she was doing it, like the way that she it was, was very physically real. gagging, yeah. I'm like, that's not fake. No. Like, that is, that, that's not fake. That's no. involuntary motions going on no europeans just go fucking whole hog when um, they make but the, movies. And, and then the daughter though like the daughter when she post rape scene oh, God, when dude. she was like trembling and the it, like i it, i it was like you were literally watching somebody that just got raped yeah, like was it awful. was so disturbing and and i i, don't, I almost don't want to hand it to the actress because <laughs> gross but in the same breath like that's incredible for you to be able to to, to act that and portray that. That's oh, it's incredible. Just, it's like a I can't like it's that that stuff in movies. Like I can watch people get their heads ripped off. I can watch people be disemboweled. I can watch people. I can I can watch so many horrible things. Sure. But when it comes to that particular act, I it infuriates me every time I see it. Like it it disgusts me every time I see it. And and then when it's done to the point where it's like 
convincing. It's like, oh my god, dude, I fucking I hate this right now. Yep. And then you just want that person who did it to die so horribly. And he yep. dies so horribly and it's <laughs> so satisfying. So satisfying. It was that was that was the scene like it, it the, the movie kind of builds, right? Like you think it's going to be super intense right off the bat, which it kind of starts with a bang, but then it tapers off a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like when they first break into the house, it's not like a knock on the door. We're going to come in. No, they straight up throw a chair through the Smash window. Smash through like, a window and yeah. Yeah. And they, so that kind of, it, it hits hard at first and then it kind of drops for a little bit and it's all story. Mm-hmm. But then when the violence starts to ramp up, I think the first like uber violent scene is the patrol guy that comes by and he gets his throat slit. Yeah. That was like the first one. I was like, oh shit. Like that's, pretty fucking brutal and then you have the rapist death scene yeah that is there it's like there uh, is there is a part where she hits him across the face the first time mm -hmm. and he thinks that he then puts her down and he's looking in the mirror oh god and his eye is like popping out of the socket it looks so real dude his eyeball moves did you like literally (laughs) it moves yeah, I was it's like, like she holy hit, fuck. She hit him with this giant, like it looks like a giant egg on a pedestal, it, or no, it looks like a butt plug. It looks like a butt plug. Yeah. <laughs> and it's this sculpture that the dad earlier in the movie says he wishes it would have been lost in the move. Yeah, because it looks like a butt plug. Luckily, it wasn't because it was a ten pound butt plug, and she uses it to defend herself. He, but she, she caves, caves in this his, dude's oh face. My God. And his eye is like popping out, and he goes to look in the mirror, and he's like, oh, like looking at it, like, oh, fuck, my eye's popping out. And, and then, then she, she comes up behind him. Round two. And smashes him. Oh. And then he's down on the ground. And it's kind of, I, it's like, it, it's like, a, it's a, the juxtaposition between this, the previous scene with them, because obviously he had the power in that scene. Oh, yeah. And so she takes the power back in that scene, yeah. and she uses that fucking rage, gr- glorified butt, blood, <laughs> butt plug to blood plug cave his entire skull in. Yeah, it and, was brutal, uh, like absolutely fucking brutal. It's gnarly. It's like uh, it's like that scene. And have you ever seen Irreversible? No, seen, I've not. Have you ever I've seen not. Irreversible? I've not. That movie, I think, has probably the gnarliest kill scene I've ever seen in my life, and it's similar to this. It's, it's the it's, fire extinguisher. It's scene? a dude getting his face caved in yeah. with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, it's on, it's on. Well, that on one's that one's more gnarly because it's a close up. Well, one of my favorite. But this this was pretty close. One of my favorite kills in this movie was actually we just mentioned the patrolman that happened before this. Yeah. And one of my favorite kills is not so much the killing itself. You see the patrolman get his throat slit, and mm-hmm. then he follows his body to the ground, mm-hmm. and then you just focus on his legs twitching, twitching. But yeah. then everything else that's going on in the scene around the shot mm-hmm. was so effective Mm -hmm. because you're just watching his legs twitch but you're hearing everything else play out yeah outside of the camera and i I thought that was genius and then all of a sudden you just hear one last like yeah guy comes by and like re-stabs him or re-slits his throat or whatever miguel uh miguel angel vivas i think is how we said his name was um absolutely knows how to control his scene like 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 He's this guy is a fucking great filmmaker just from this one movie. Yeah. Fucking great. 
Um, I'll, I'll, I'll put this up against any of the crazy exploitation movies that are really well-respected and everything else. I'd put this up against it. I yeah. really would. It's that good. Yeah. There was, like you mentioned earlier, there was some really cool camera work. I actually, I, I really liked the split screen stuff. When it when it first screen. when it first hit, I was like, "That's strange." Yeah, but then and then, then it the happened like two. Or- Did you hear the jaw harp? No. The first split screen, the, all the music was literally just like bang, 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 bang. You didn't. Was I figured really? you picked that up when it was when it was the. Uh, so that was when they locked themselves in the room, and the boyfriend had just come come in, and they were threatening to shoot the boyfriend. Maybe that, that scene. I think that I know was, it was the, the first. Split it was screen. the very first one. Yeah, it was all jaw heart behind. Was it? it? Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'd, like the first time the split screen happened, I was like, "That's <laughs> that's really strange." But then every other time that it happened, I was like, "Oh man," because they would have. It was, it was so well done to where, the well, the, the, the first one like, is what the car was, crash. What was ha- no? The first one is well, not the first one, but the the first like. Where they use the cut screens or the, or the the split screen rather with each other? Yeah, like where it's uh oh, so oh <laughs> where they okay. actually like they feel like they interact with each other. Like yeah, they, they kind of tag on. Well, and off. well, one would like if if you were just watching the scene on the left, it would go on for way too long. Sure, but you're but not in supposed this, to be really the, watching that. But in this particular instance, that's okay because while the scene on the left is taking a long time to like come to a head something's going on on the right for you to watch yeah but one little thing might happen on the left that you feel like you need to go back like every every once in a while the streams will cross where something happens on both screens and you're like oh shit i need to see both of those so like you rewind and you like you rewatch the scene so that you can see oh on the left hand side of the screen the dad did something just you know something that's worth watching and then on the right hand side of the screen at the same time the daughter did something that's worth watching yep and then i thought it was so cool at the end of the movie they still had uh, the two cameras hold going that, hold that hold that hold that thought okay hold that thought i'm not gonna again i'm not gonna come back to no this, no so we're gonna come back <laughs> no no no, no. I, I'm, what i'm saying is they they sort of build this a little bit because there's the scene where uh the dad's in the car with the main guy mm-hmm. and he decides the only way to get away from this guy is to crash the car mm-hmm. and then right as the and that's during a split screen and right as that car crashes in the scene next to it, which is taking place at the house, it's like the car crashes and then the action happens on the other side of the screen. Yeah, yeah. And it's so genius the way that it plays out. And yeah. they play off, even though they're completely separate scenes, right. they play off of each other because then the left hand yeah, the, 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 like the crescendo, is just... The crescendo from each scene, they're both happening at the same time yes. on either side of the screen. Yes. Yeah, it's really oh, cool. Oh, it's so, so cool. And then the scene that you're talking about at the very end, yeah. where the dad's walking through the house and the daughter's walking through the house, and then they seamlessly all just a, come into one. Oh, yeah, my all God. of a sudden, you're watching the two cameras follow the two characters, and they're walking toward each other, and then all of a sudden, the seam right in the middle disappears, and they're in the same shot. It's genius. It it's so masterful. Cool. Yeah. It's absolutely masterful yeah. how they did that i have no idea well two cameras but to get it to match up like that there's there's some there's some magic going on in there the magic of film something um but yeah it's just this whole movie like the cinematography the way that it was shot everything about this movie was just masterfully done i, I can't speak highly enough about this movie yeah 
for how violent and like gross it is. <laughs> I can't speak highly enough about yeah, it. Yeah, it was so good. It was very tense. Uh, the acting was really good, which again I wasn't expecting because the trailer makes this movie look like it's not going to have good acting. Kind of. But it really does. Like when you sent me maybe, that trailer, I was just like, yeah, yeah, that looks like it'll be all right. And then I was watching it and I was like, this is, how is this the same movie that I watched the trailer for? Because it was way better. It, before we get to the end, spoilers, we're going to get to the end. Yeah. But before we get to the end, um, I did think that the dad was really dumb at some point in time, at some points. Yeah. Where at the very beginning, the guy, the captor, gets out of the car, leaves the dad in the car, mm-hmm. run him over. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it in the drive, run him over. Yeah. He can't call at that point to let them know anything happened. Then you can steal his gun, and then he can go back to the house, and you can shoot the guys. There's also there's also a point where um, he the, the dad like can physically see that the captor can't get a hold of the family. Yeah. Therefore, he can't get a hold of them to let them know that, oh, my guy's fucking up. Kill the family. Right. Attack him then. Right. Like there's so many times where well, I that, the dad could have done on, more. And on top of that, like I don't know, like in those situations, there's a time to rebel and there's a time to cooperate. And like the times that he chose to lightly rebel were not the times. No. Like where like the girl at the ATM where he tried to like tell her, Hey, yeah. listen to me. Yeah. And there's such a better way to go about that. Like you could just like you could literally say, Hey, like you need to help me. Very quietly. Cause he's like he he makes her think that she's he makes her think that yeah. he's Don't trying to rob her. Don't look at me. Yeah. Like you could have just you could have just calmly stood there and said, Hey, I know this is gonna sound weird, but the guy standing back by my car is holding me and my entire family hostage, and yeah. I need you to walk away from here like normal. Like you're not even listening to me. Call the cops. Me. Tell them to go to this. Call address. Call the police. Tell them to go to this this yeah. address. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The dad's kind of dumb. Yeah, like he doesn't. But also, <laughs> who knows how we would react in that situation? You know what I mean? Sure. Like you're I in a situation that. where your whole family's being held hostage. You don't know how you would act. I get that. So it's but. So it's it, but then like the, the you get a pass when the when the captor was having phone issues and the dad knew mm-hmm. he was having phone issues and then there's a cop that goes by that he could have flagged down so easily mm-hmm. and the captor's like your wife's on the phone you know he couldn't get a hold of them right <laughs> like what you, right. why would you I don't know I I just thought it was, I the dad the dad honestly was the most frustrating part of this movie to me because he could have done so much more yeah you know yeah like. Shoot him. It goes back to the old thing of you have a gun, shoot him a, a thousand oh, times. Yeah. Shoot him. Yeah. And the guy even offers him the gun at one point yeah. in time. He says, if you don't trust me, just take the gun and try and shoot me. And to me, like you think, oh, well, he's handing you a gun that's not loaded probably. And it's that old trick. Like if you take it and try and shoot him, he's going to say, oh, you were going to shoot me and I'm going to kill your family. Yeah. But then they get in the accident, and the gun was obviously loaded because he uses it. So he could have at that point. And, okay. But even then, like, if the gun's up on the dashboard, and this is where, like, I wonder if I just, if I differ from, like, norm, normal people, like, who don't. Is this what you're going to say? The gun's on the dashboard. You grab it. Before you even get out of the car, you shoot the guy in the head. Pop him right in the head. Thank you. Thank you. I mean. <laughs> So I'll tell you this. I was talking to somebody recently who 
is just like a, like a pacifist, like doesn't believe in violence whatsoever. It's a like a friend of mine, and and we're we're talking about a situation, a real life situation, where he and I both had very differing opinions on how it would have gone. Okay. And my opinion of the situation was, oh, well, immediately kill the person. <laughs> because because it involved like your family being in danger. Mm-hmm. Very much like this situation, but we were talking about something that had actually like happened in real life. And uh I was like, Oh yeah, you just kill the person immediately. <laughs> Take him out. And he's like, Oh, really, dude? Like you want that on your conscience yeah. for the rest of your life and yeah. i go absolutely dude like if it means that my family is alive 100 percent, i want that on my conscience i want to know that i did whatever i could to keep my family safe yeah. including killing somebody yeah and he's just like oh i just don't know if i could ever do that and i go would you rather your family be dead and i was just like you kill you yeah. kill him yeah like if it if it sticks with you for the rest of your life Go to therapy. You know what sticks with go, me? Go the to fact, therapy. The fact that I saved my family. Right. And 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 listen, like I, I've never killed anybody and hopefully I never have to. But like I have. I, I don't know if I don't know what will happen if <laughs> I heard you. I don't know what would happen if I was actually put in that situation. I might end up in therapy for the rest of my life. Sure. But it's know. worth it to spend a lifetime in therapy to know that my family is safe. Yeah. Rather than having something horrible f- happen to my family and this letting seems, a terrible person do a terrible thing. This seems like a really good spot to put our new sponsor in for better health. Dot, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Life, life alert. Help me. I've been shot by a <laughs> pr- overproductive dad and I can't get up. No, I, I agree with you 100%. I do. Um, I feel like this guy, for lack of a better way of putting it, I kind of feel like this dad acted like a little bit of a bitch. Yeah, total bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm being completely honest. With not you. as, not as much as a bitch as a, a boyfriend, though. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. He really yeah, he sucks. He really cried hard. Caesar, go back <laughs> to go back to training dogs. Cesar. Um. Okay, so uh, we gotta get to the end. Yes, because the end came. It hit you like a ton of bricks, or should I say a sledgehammer? But yeah. should the dad have died by the sledgehammer? I know, putting that right on front Should he or did he? How do you just get hit by a sledgehammer? Did he get shot first? I forget. How did this happen? You, no. you just so, watched it. So he... The dad comes back in. He's got a gun. First of all, I guess this is one of those things, again, like, I would probably have uh, an argument with my pacifist friend where the dad the dad purposely crashed his car. So, you crash your car with a person in the passenger seat on you, purpose. You expect to kill them. Seemingly with the intention of killing that person. So, what's the difference between... <clears throat> using your vehicle to kill somebody and shooting them in the face. No. Nothing. Yeah. No. So and if you don't you, want to kill somebody, you kneecap them. Sure. <laughs> so you so he crashes the car, he takes the gun, doesn't pop the bad guy in the head who's passed out in the passenger seat. Stupid move number 1. Going into the house, the young guy, the the young, the new the mover guy, the the guy who doesn't he's he just a, watches him he's leave. a green wing. He, he literally they point leave. they point guns at each other and he just 
they he watches the guy leave. Me, as soon as that guy walks through the door, pop 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 pop. Yep, dead, yep. dead. You've put my family through hell. Yep, you have forfeit. You've yep. forfeited your right to to life. Right. Again, at the very least, you kneecap him. Absolutely. So he can't get away. Both. But things. he's holding a gun, so no, no kneecaps. He's holding a gun also. Shoot him so in the hand. You shoot him. Yeah, no. Have really good aim and shoot him in the no. hand. <laughs> no, you just kill him. And then you walk into the house, you go and you find your daughter, you find your wife, you find your daughter's little Shitty bit boyfriend. little bitch of a boyfriend. When you walk up, well, first of all, he gave his wife the gun. Oh, that's that's what it was. That's what it was. He gave his wife the gun, which was smart. No, would, it wasn't well, smart because you left them in the basement. They're per, they're safe down in the basement as long as you're up on the first floor. True. As long as there's not another way down there, but yeah. And then the main bad guy comes into the house. You don't have a gun anymore because you gave it to your wife. And then you get hit with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You should have just kept the gun. If there's somebody because- coming at me with a sledgehammer... A sledgehammer is a lot slower than a bullet. I yeah. feel like I could dodge a sledgehammer. If I my life depended on it, I feel like I could dodge a sledgehammer. I you don't even you don't even dodge the sledgehammer. You turn and you run. Yeah, I that <laughs> you give yourself you give yourself a like maybe maybe he deserved to die. You give yourself a, you give yourself an extra minute to think about oh shit, there's a guy with a sledgehammer. What yeah. am I gonna do? Yeah, you don't just stand there. Obviously, that wasn't get, or. Or when the guy brings the sledgehammer up, like, have you ever seen how you're supposed to defend yourself when somebody has a baseball bat? No. You move toward them. Oh, because they can't get the leverage, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. A, a baseball bat is an extension of the arm, so like you... The closer as, you are, as, the less effective it is. As they're bringing the baseball bat down, I mean, I say this having never had to actually fight somebody who's wielding a baseball it's bat, the, it's but the, if you move body to body with them... They can't do anything. It's the equivalent of being like if you're being attacked by a pit bull, you shove your fist down its throat. Oh, is that is that the actual fist down the throat or a finger up its ass? Yep. Here's Legit- what... legitimately fin- fist down the throat and and hand up its ass and Spit you f- you meet you meet you don't stop pushing until your fucking knuckles touch each other. No, I've heard both though. I've, I've heard both that that's how you stop a dog attack. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, like the the dad dying though wasn't all that shocking to me. It's what happened next. The mother dying was like, even though you could see it happening when it happened, you're just like, oh shit, they actually did it. It was the most <laughs> frustrating one because you, you think you think you the gun's ha- gonna be out of bullets. You have the gun. She has the gun. She shoots at him, misses from ten feet away. And then he just casually walks over and grabs the gun from her. Points it at her face, pulls the trigger. Click. Click. Pulls back the fucking... Re- re- and then there's a long period of silence. And then you're <laughs> waiting. And then pulls back point the, fucking blank Pulls back the, the slide again. Yeah, like... Oh, God. Not, not even just in the <laughs> face. It's in that, like, small space between the nose and the upper lip, whatever that, whatever that thing is called. The, the face gooch. Just shoots her in the face gooch. <laughs> <laughs> and her face gooch explodes. She's dead. Oh. And then the daughter comes up and sees him, and he just kind of, like, casually walks by her. She falls to her knees, 
she's hyperventilating. She's like sitting there going, oh my God, everybody in my life just died. And then the last thing you see is he just comes back out of nowhere, grabs her by the back of the hair and starts stabbing her in the stomach. Everyone dies. Except for the boyfriend who is still alive down in the basement. Oh, yeah. You ever think of that? Revenge. Huh. It's a revenge tale. With the biggest bitch okay. in the world let coming me, back for revenge. I, I know we gotta move on, but let me let me let me paint a picture for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What if the new guy, right? The the the, the greenhorn mm-hmm. in this in this story, mm-hmm. what if he was the boyfriend from the previous attack? Oh and they adopt him into it. And, and that's so why a, and that's why he can't really handle the life. Because he's almost kind of been like forced into it. He's like, I'll just do whatever you want me to do, man. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that guy was a bitch, though. He's probably dead. (laughs) Um, Yeah, anyway, though, this uh, this movie, it zigs when you expect it to zag. And that's its greatest strength. And we it's so good. We obviously just gave you all the spoilers. So hopefully you went and watched it before you listened to this. And if you did, but we got to talk about it because that's what we do. That's what we do. Because we have not talked about it yet. Right. Um, but yeah, like there's and there's there's more to the movie we haven't touched, but this movie is absolutely fantastic. Mm. It's on it's on Tubi, it's on um Plex. I watched it on Plex. Don't watch it on Plex. Oh, why not? The quality is higher okay. on Plex than on Tubi. Lots on on to on Tubi, on Tubi you get like a like 720. Mm-hmm. On Plex you get 1080. Okay. But there's literally ads every seven minutes. Oh, that's awful. Plex, there is only like three. No, Plex is what I'm talking about. Oh. Did I say Tubi? You did. Yeah, Plex. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tubi, there's only right. like three. Yeah, yeah so sorry. it's the opposite. Plex, there's an ad break every seven or eight minutes. Ooh. And it's fu- it, It's like, and it's like, it, it's seven ads. Some of them are only that's four. Annoying. That's some annoying. of them are only 14 seconds, but some of them are 30 seconds. So sure. Every seven or eight minutes, you're getting like a two to three minute sure, ad break. It's yeah. awful, but the quality's higher. So if that. you're if you're willing to sacrifice the quality, watch it on Tubi. Sure, for sure. Okay, so that's uh, yeah. uh, that was kidnapped. We kidnapped. talked a lot longer about that than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? No, I actually kind of figured we'd talk more about this movie. Did you? I did. Okay. Uh, because the next movie, the more mainstream, popular movie, Knock at the Cabin. Starring Mr. Dave Bautista, directed by M. Night <clears throat> Shyamalama Ding Dong. I, I gotta do it. I hate it. I hate it, but I gotta do it. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan, uh, this was his latest uh, knock at the cabin. While vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to advert the apocalypse. Good job, IMDb. That's a yeah, pretty good one. Not too uh, bad. Again, starring Dave Bautista. He is the main knock at the door if you will he's you could call him the big bad the big bad uh he is, he is big and he is accompanied by rupert grint oh rupert grint rupert grint from old, harry potter old ron weasley ron, is so-and-so he, uh, he plays redmond uh nikki amuka bird plays sabrina and abby quinn plays uh adrian the, they are the main four characters that come a knock in at the cabin door and then you have Jonathan Groff, who plays Eric, and Ben Aldridge, who plays Andrew, the two same-sex couple parents of 
Wen, Wen. played by Kristen Chu. Just a cute little sweet, yeah, little she's sweetie. Adorable. Uh, Jonathan Groff, I can't because I have young kids. I can't watch this. I I can't watch anything. Was oh, he from something? He's he's Kristoff from Frozen. I can't. Oh, wa- is he really? <laughs> yes. Oh shit. Well, he's also King George from Hamilton. Oh, oh shit! You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put two and two together. What's uh amazing? You'll be back. Wait and see. Yeah. You remember you belong to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's Holy him. Holy fuck. I never would have put that together. Yeah, dude. But he uh his voice is so like he can't not sound like Kristoff sure, to me. Sure. So I'm watching it and I'm just like, oh, look at Kristoff chained to a fucking chair, ready, ready to get his eyes gouged out. Did he deserve it? Um Oh hey. So here's the thing. Um what Shyamalan movies, Shyamalan movies are always desi- uh, divisive. Wait, what with movies? Shyamalan ding dong. They're always divisive with audiences. Yeah. Uh, I typically like M Night Shyamalan movies. I do too. Um, I liked The Happening. A lot of people hated that movie. I I thought that I'm not going to say that it was his best, but I didn't think it was bad either. I thought The Happening was like a like a silly goofy fun time sure yeah it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a great movie by any stretch of the imagination it was no sign the twist was like which is my favorite Shyamalan movie i kind of like the the twist in the happening i think was actually pretty cool sure like this idea that nature is protecting itself by by like dealing with the virus of humanity i think that's kind of cool in Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, in this movie, you're talking about the twist. In this movie, I feel like the twist was way too meta meta for its own good. I mean, meta is not the right word, but way too... Subtle. No. I wouldn't even use use the word subtle because there was no twist. I was going to say, I don't think there was a twist. I think the twist, where this deep into M. Night's filmography, the twist is that there's no twist. What a twist! (laughs) What a twist! (laughs) That's exactly no, but right. That's what it is. I mean, there's a there's a slight there's a slight eh, twist, but it's eh, not really. There's because they say it all. Yeah, there's in a the movie. slight twist, but the problem is, is that they 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 articulate the twist, like they say it out loud, and it's like, like you do you think we're do you think we're that stupid that you have to. Because there's some there's some really cool aspects to this movie that would have been much cooler had you not said them out loud. Possibly, like, yeah. Allow people to go out, and th- I, I think this is like maybe not a lot of people are like us and like a lot of other. Um, I f- I feel like horror movie horror movie enthusiasts in general do this more than regular moviegoers, which is. The overanalyzation. Sure. And they also... I don't think horror movie fans do that at all. (laughs) (laughs) And they also... like I think that we tend to seek out meaning in things. Sure. More so than other moviegoers. We also tend to not find meaning in things. It's either either like like zero or a hundred. Sure. There's nothing in between. Right. But I would say... Why can't someone just be killed for no reason? Right. No. These people were killed... Because of this gigantic because it's reason, a social commentary <laughs> on on late stage capitalism. Um, it's a, but like with this movie, 
it was kind of frustrating because it was like I wanted I almost wanted it to be more open ended so that I could let my brain do what my brain does. Sure, sure. But, but there, they but, but they wasn't. but they spelled it out too much. Yeah. And it was like, hey man, like stop saying the things that I'm thinking because yeah. I want to be able to explore these a little bit by myself. But I, I don't think that w- that wasn't the point of the movie, though. At least uh, the version of the movie. So this is based on a book, um, and I, I actually own the book. I've not read it. Which I do want to read the book because it's I've, a short I've, book. I've heard that there's some pretty stark differences. Hugely, I unfortunately the spoiled the them for myself. So not, I, I stopped reading when I I spoiled like half of the big ones. <laughs> I know some of the big spoilers from yeah. the book. Yeah, but um, I I. <sighs> I was kind of bored with this movie, if I'm being completely honest. I kept waiting for something to happen, and then it didn't. What were you, know? you waiting? What were you I don't waiting know. For? I don't know what I was waiting for. I think I was waiting for a twist at the end, right? Something that put everything else into perspective. Sure. When being that there was no twist, that that was a bit of a letdown. And then I felt like the rest of the movie was just like you had one good scene written. And then they just repeated it four times. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I never felt the stakes were that high, weirdly. Well, all of humanity. <laughs> but it didn't feel like it. That's the thing, though. Like, yes, all of humanity was at stake. Never really felt like so, it was. I agree with you. I think that there's, I think that there was the intention to, the intention was to make you feel like all of humanity was at stake. Yeah. But it wasn't done in a way to where you really felt that gravity. No. Like you never really. Shyamalan has done movies with a lot more gravity than this. Yeah, and and for a movie that's about the apocalypse, right? I kind of expected that right. gravity. Literally too, the you know? end of times, yeah. and you're like, uh, okay, like I don't, I like I, I'm not feeling that. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling like this is like this decision that these people need to make is the most important decision in human history. Yeah. Which, that's a hard thing to write. I understand. It is. I felt like it was acted well. Yeah. Like, But I thought Dave, like, oh, Dave yeah, Batista is... Loved. He's so much better than people give him credit for. I loved Batista like, in there this was, role. There were some parts of it where I was like, okay, he's he's stretching his acting chops a little bit yeah. here and there. But by and large, he was just really believable as... A dude named Leonard. Like, <laughs> like he's a dude that like this isn't in his wheelhouse. He's right. not comfortable doing this. Right. But he's but he's doing it. Well, right. There's this, there's and that such worked. A, like the con the the stark contrast between him being like such a physically imposing person, uh, but like having this just very gentle. Yeah. Like very gentle, very kind of sweet very apologetic nature mm-hmm. they it, all it was do, just like fairness. a yeah except for redmond well, except for yeah um fucking ginger <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's all true everything <laughs> they say <laughs> he just he uh like i i just really like he to me he made he made this movie because it really like he as in uh uh batista oh yeah i don't know there was just something about him where you made like even though he is so physically imposing, he made the the ju- char- he's a juxtaposition. He made the character 
feel so kind of pathetic and yeah. like uh well he was like a second grade teacher and he yeah. taught he taught like was what, what basketball or volleyball yeah, or he was something a co- he was a coach, coach. Like, like he was yeah. just a good dude and like forced to do a thing that he absolutely didn't want to do right yeah and you and you felt that about him like like that first it's the scene. same as uh sabrina she was a caregiver you know, yeah. she wanted to help everybody. They, they, none of them really wanted to be there. Even Redmond, he's an asshole. Right. Like, he's got backstory with one of the characters. Yeah. But even he was sort of humble a little bit in his approach. Like, 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 like I don't know. It was weird. This is why I want to I wanna read the book, because I want, especially Redmond, like, I want to know more about that character. Because it's interesting to me that, so it becomes it becomes pretty clear. So do you think he was actually the assailant? Oh, he the, was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think that was that wasn't really a question. Well, it's in it, my opinion. It it wasn't for me either. Because they find his wallet and they say, "Oh yeah, look." look oh, you know, yeah, yeah, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. Um, so, so the so the it makes his character really interesting because you could go off of what Andrew thought about him which is that he was just this bigot who was targeting this same-sex couple who had Mm -hmm. adopted this young asian girl Mm -hmm. or you could go off this idea that he was he was this person in a prior life he had done his time he had kind of like uh atoned for his sins and now he was a really like he had he had grown and he had had uh like I said, atone for his sins, but like had he's still sort of an unwilling participant in this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's he clearly doesn't want to be there. He clearly has no interest in uh, being kind to these people the the way the the rest of the three people, Adrian, Leonard, and and Sabrina. Like yeah. he's just well, he's, it, he's he kind feels of a, he feels compelled to be there because he's had these this the same visions as the rest of he's them. He's also a spiteful person by nature. Like right. He like the his his whole background is that um he attacked was it Andrew in the bar with a bottle because Andrew and Eric are gay. Yeah. He literally attacked him in a bar and tried to kill him. Yeah. Because they were just, just because he's a bigot. This the was guy's a, a complete yeah. bigot. This was a, a a gay couple who were sitting in a bar talking about. They were they were basically make, making a list of their pros and cons, their flaws, and what might make them good parents and what make them, what might make them bad parents before they decide whether it or does. not to adopt a child. Yeah, and it, he just came over and said, "Hey, why don't you keep it down? Because me and my friends are trying to." Oh, I guess it wasn't a southern. <laughs> why do you always go to a southern accent well, when you do somebody? Big? Well, he was from Boston. He said, "If the voice fits." He he's saying keep it down because my friends and I are trying to have a drink and yeah event eventually ends up attacking Andrew yeah uh, makes sense as to why he was so uncomfortable being in the house too though yeah his his aggression in the house could stem from the fact that he knew who he was right and he knew who who Eric and Andrew were right they didn't recognize him right off the bat though this is another reason Which is I why wanna... he's like. Let's just get this done with. Let's just go. This is another reason I want that to read sense. the book because I'm guessing that in the book there's a lot more character development. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, possibly. I mean, there was... It, it, like, 
for this kind of for this kind of movie like with this sort of messaging i feel like i feel like it what was this an, an hour and 40 minutes long or something like that yeah hour and 20 something. what was it it was uh, pretty it, short it was pretty short yeah i feel like they didn't have enough room to breathe with like but who the, these but, people are like but at it, the same like, time they didn't really fill what they had with that much that was, and that, again, like I said, I was kind of like, I don't want to say bored, but like, I didn't feel like the movie really, it just kind of existed on the same wavelength. It yeah. didn't really up and down at all. Yeah. Um, and that was its biggest problem to me. They they probably could have put more in for backstory and made it a little bit more interesting, mm-hmm. but they didn't. And I, I, and I know why they didn't, because they wanted to keep the characters more, you know, ambiguous ambiguous and, sure. and that kind of stuff i get that yeah um but but it, but it's weird because what the characters ended up being i think is super interesting mm-hmm. um spoilers hey go away if you don't want to hear it it's a new movie um but those four characters ended up being the four horses of the apocalypse yeah and they say as much for the most part in the movie that was one it's of my not a big jump you know it's one of the parts that i was frustrated by because, again, sometimes I feel like M. Night, Sha- M-, M. Night Shyamalan thinks that we're stupid. Yeah. And we need it all spelled out for us. That, to me, is... Like, that was pretty... Like, like uh, Jonathan Groff's uh, Eric, Daddy Eric, his, his whole speech at the end of the movie could have been cut way down. Like, his whole, like, oh, I, I understand what they are, and, like, I've seen the visions, and... They're the four horsemen, and they represent this about humanity. Yeah. I'm like, dude, stop! Like, kind of, you're, yeah. It's it's like a, this is why there's no twist. I it's think like, that was it's supposed like, to be the twist like, if there was one. It's like fucking Brian explaining a joke <laughs> when it's our when we've already been laughing at it. Like, hey yeah. man, we get it. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't hard to figure out the the four horsemen uh, um, uh, parallel. You know what I mean? Did, did like did that did did you need him saying that at the end of the movie to nope. get to get to get what that was? No, certainly didn't. Like I I got it. Yeah, and I just I I, I felt I, like it was I felt like I, it was again. I feel like that if there was going to be a twist in this movie, I feel like that was it. And if that's if that was meant to be the twist, that's pretty. Weird then twist. M Night has lost his touch. <laughs> I'm choosing well, to believe that wasn't. I've seen people say about this movie though, the twist is there was no twist. Yeah, and, the, and you, you said you said it earlier. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. said it earlier. Yeah. Like the twist was it, it was all yeah. laid out for you. But that's the thing, is like you laid it out for us, so there is no twist. Yeah. It's I think that there's a sweet spot where that could have been a cool twist after thinking about it for a while. Sure. Like I wanna, I wanna, I wanna sit down and think about this movie after I watch it and reflect upon it, and then come to that conclusion myself. Sure, you know what I mean. Sure, absolutely. And I, and I think that it's obvious enough to where most viewers would come to that conclusion. You would think, you would hope so, but I don't know. I don't know. It like again, they they kind of spell it out. They 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 do, but they don't. It's weird. Like. It's there if you know what you're looking for. They don't really try to hide it. Well, he says it. He says they're the four horsemen. Oh, does he actually he say literally four horsemen? Says it. Okay. But okay. then it, the weird thing is that he... So he says... Um, 
he says they're the he says I, I feel like they're the four horsemen. And then he says they are they represent the four different aspects of humanity. And he says malice, nurturing, healing, and guidance. Which are actually like those aren't the that's not what the four horsemen, the original four horsemen represent. It's actually like the opposite of what the four horsemen represent. Well, I have it right in front of me. Do you well, not to... not really malice. I guess malice is still pretty. Do you want to hear the actual explanation of the four horsemen? Because I have it in front of me. War, war, famine, death, and conquest. Yeah. 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 For the most part. Yeah. Um, so it says there are seven knocks at the door when the horsemen officially present themselves in the film, right? Yeah. According to the Book of Revelation, the seven, uh, the end times will have a seven-year period of uh, tribulation where there will be seven sealed scrolls presented to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, upon Christ opening the fourth scroll, the horsemen or, are unleashed in a specific order. The first horseman is Conquest. He rides a white horse. So that's Batista. Leonard wore a white Leonard shirt. Wore a white shirt. It's all about the shirts right. in this. Which, um, again, I felt like was kind of corny. Yeah, because oh, if you don't, I guess instead of the color of the horse, they're they're each wearing a shirt that has the same color. If you don't know the story, I guess it wouldn't be as obvious. Yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah, I guess being that we are privy to the story, it's very obvious. But if you're someone that doesn't know the story, yeah. But if you're somebody who doesn't know the story, then it then it doesn't mean anything. That's true too. It doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah. So So that was obviously either way. So him color coordinating the shirts with the four horsemen of the apocalypse was obviously a yeah. message to people who know the story. Yeah. So, so, Leonard, so, yeah, so I don't know, that kind of makes it corny. So Leonard wore a white shirt. Yeah. He was the leader of the four. Um the second horseman war uh rides a red horse. Uh Rory, who is Redman, I believe, mm-hmm. uh wore a red shirt, had red hair and was aggressive. The third horse was Famine, uh, who uh, was on a black horse. And then the last horseman... Uh, and that was uh, Adrian, Adrian, wearing yep, a black yep, shirt. Yep, yep. And then the last horseman is Death on a pale horse. Uh, Sabrina wore a pale yellow blouse, and she was, um, you know... She was one that helped people like in death, if you will. Like she was the she worked at a hospital. She was like well, you could also look at like I said, they actually represent. So you have you have uh, war, famine, death, and uh, conquest, right? Mm-hmm. You could actually see them see see their their personified versions as representing literally the opposite of what the four horsemen were, because you have well. Not really Redman. He was still Malice, which was war, right? But then you had Sabrina, who was... Um, a teenage witch. <laughs> Sabrina, who was death. Yeah. But she was a nurse. So she actually represented sure. health and healing. Sure. You had um, uh, Adrian, who was, the, was the, 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 the black horse, which would have been Famine. But she was a line cook. She was a chef. She talked about how she loved to feed people. So that's sure. the opposite. Sure. That's the opposite sure. of famine. Like she she was feeding people. And then Leonard, who was conquest. Conquest is all about ruling and asserting your dominance over people. 
and he was but very instead, timid. Instead, he was all about guidance. He was sure. all about ta- he was all about taking say, taking a generation and teaching them to be leaders. You could say with Redmond too, he was war, but the way that he was acting in the cabin, it was the opposite. It was almost like he had regret over what happened and he yeah. was nervous about it. Right. If you're looking at it from that perspective, you could make the argument that sure, he was yeah. like that as well. Um, so I think there were like some really cool, subtle change, like, uh, I don't know. There was, there were some real, really cool, like subtleties to the characters that like paralleled what is present in the stories of the Bible and like, and, and like some, somebody pointed out, I, I looked up, uh, I looked up something about this and somebody pointed out that like. They weren't so much bringing about the plagues because there's there's a point in the movie where they essentially say to uh, did we even get to this? They say to Eric and Andrew and when one we've been shown, oh yeah this we've is we've been <laughs> we've been shown a vision we've been the four of us have been shown a vision and it says that one of you needs to sacrifice. One you need to one choose. One you need to die. Basically, you need to choose yeah. one person from your family to be sacrificed willingly, and that will save all of humanity. And if you choose not to do it, then these plagues will be loosed upon the world. And every time, every they time they ask them and they refuse, one of these four people is killed by the the other three, and they loose a plague on the world yeah the first one is um an earthquake earthquake then there's a typhoon there's a tsunami sky tsunami and then planes falling out of the sky and the last one is basically like uh, a storm a storm that lightning comes down is setting the world on fire it's blacking out the sun and stuff like that um there's there was somebody pointed out that it wasn't so much that every time somebody, one of these four died, they were unleashing a plague. It was that they were actually the end point of something that was already happening, which was kind of interesting. Like, like all of this was already, uh, all of this was already in motion and foretold. You know what I mean? Which then would make them pointless. Like no matter what they well, did, and it was so and anyway. and so maybe that's why there's like the the weird sort of juxtaposition between the actual like the four horsemen of the apocalypse and what they were like they pre- they they presented as much more sort of innocent versions of the four horsemen. So they weren't they weren't actually bringing almost like if they if if you were to not if you were to do what they said it would stop what was happening rather than cause it. Yes. Say that again. Like if you like if you were to agree to like all the things that all, all the things that they quote unquote put in motion, right? Yeah. Were already happening. So basically what they were what they would be doing if, if they agreed to listen to them <clears throat> and kill somebody to sacrifice it, it would have stopped everything from happening to begin with. Right. Even though it was all in motion. Right. So the things were already in motion and then if you think about how like how each one each one of them died it was a reaction to what because they made it a point to say that um when Rupert Grint's character Redman was killed the 
earthquake had already happened, mm -hmm. right? So that was like, uh, that was like the sacrifice of the 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 war, the malice character, to counteract the earthquake that had happened. Yes, like it wasn't like it wasn't like they killed him, and then all of a sudden the earthquake happened. The earthquake happened, and then they killed him to stop it. Yeah, so that's they what had, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, so and, all and these then, things were and then in the motion next one, The next one was the tsunami, which they killed. Uh, was it Adrian next? Was it Adrian? Yeah, yes. it was. Yeah. So Adrian, who was the the famine character or the nurturing character, mm -hmm. they killed her in order to stop that that plague from happening. And then the next thing that happened was the flu. Mm -hmm. And they killed the nice. they killed the nurse to stop the flu, and then the next thing that happened was the storms, and they killed Leonard Leonard to stop the storms. The only thing that hap that would have happened after that was the second coming of Christ, right? Wish we would have seen if, that. What's that? <laughs> like, wish we would have seen that. Jeez. And to and to stop <laughs> and to stop the second coming of Christ. You had to... Somewhere Nicolas Cage lost a role. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> to step... Or wait, hold on. It was the... the would, it, would it have been the coming of the Antichrist? No. Because be, if you no, think it about been... it, like, think about the... Think about what Eric was... Like, what he was saying at the end of the movie. Yeah. He was sacrificing himself. Basically, Basically, sacrificing himself for the sins of all mankind... In order to stop the coming of the apocalypse, but he wasn't. But he wasn't. He wasn't Christ, though. But he was. He was no. He was very squarely one of the horsemen. He was not Christ. He was one of the horsemen. Yes, Leonard. No, Eric. Oh, Eric. Eric. So the four horsemen died, and they stopped the four plagues. And then the the final thing that happened, Leonard said, "After I die, you'll have a few minutes to stop this whole thing." And Eric suddenly has this. Not to be too on the nose. Come to come Jesus, to Jesus <laughs> moment where he says, "I realize what I have to do now. I need to sacrifice myself for the good of you, for the good of when, for the good of all mankind." He he willingly sacrifices himself to save all mankind. I get that. That's very Christ-like. So what you're trying to say here is that Jesus was gay. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> One of them queermosexuals. <laughs> do you get um, what I'm saying? Yeah, though? no, like I, he... I do. I do. I, I, I think that's it's it's poignant a little bit. Like I get it. Like it's 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 kind of like you find Jesus in the in 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 places where I, I feel like that's a bit of a social commentary because it's like you'll find you find like the Jesus type character in the last place you would expect to find him mm -hmm. a little bit. If that's well, the case, yeah. And I, I mean, it wasn't necessarily the last place you would expect to find them because no, they, but against, they set it but up. It's, a, it's against the popular. But they set it up whatever. in the beginning of the movie that like Eric was raised in a Catholic family. He was raised in the church. That's true. You know, that's true. Yes, and had since left the church. But I mean, like, like even at one point when they were when they were about to go in and adopt when Andrew turns to Eric and he says, "You can pray if you want to." Yeah, you know, like so he knew that he was in tune. That's with true. His faith. I didn't pick up on any of that. You're right, though. 
you're right. They did kind of drop hints yeah. that there was more of a spiritual thing within him. Right. Um, and he even, he sees the vision right before, right before. Which I love that because that kind of, what that kind of shows though, is that if you believe in that, in that, that faith, right. And in, in that teaching, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are. It's how good of a person you are. Yeah. And he's obviously a very good person. Right. I like that. I, I like that idea. And he, but, but at the same time, I think that they do, so they do a good job, they do a good job and they, and then they ruin it of, (laughs) at the beginning of the movie, they do a pretty good job of making you think like, these people might be crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, there was a part of me where probably for the first like, half hour 40 minutes of the movie i go this could just be a group of people who's nuts and the twist will be that like one of these guys kills each other and then you find (laughs) out that like it was all for nothing at the end or or something like that you know what i mean but they they kind of they have the lead buried at the beginning of the movie and then they start showing you the footage of the the plagues. Yeah. And you're like, well, okay, this is obviously actually real. Because a, like what Adrian tries to say, like what he tries to say, uh, or Andrew, not Adrian, what uh Andrew tries to say about like, oh, it's all pre recorded, like you're just this is bullshit. That's obviously it's too I don't know, it's it's too unbelievable. Yeah. That they would be able to come out and like coordinate this whole thing with the sure. the pre recorded sure, and so I think Eric's journey is more compelling. Where you like you watch him, and they try and pass it off as a head injury at first, but he starts like like when uh, oh, you you can tell he's starting to drink the Kool Aid pretty you, pretty you quickly yeah. pretty quickly, and and when Redman like sits down on the ground to put his white hood on and get killed by the other three and he sees that little flash of of light in the mirror and it could just I, be it could just be a reflection I but actually at the wanted same to go time, back and rewatch that scene to see if there was anything in a reflection somewhere there was somebody online who who like paused it and messed with the contrast and stuff and there's like an actual outline really it's what it looks okay. like anyway okay, like an actual fair. outline of who it's a figure of some sure, kind, whether it be sure. Jesus or something like that, sure. you know. So it's kind of interesting, but mm. I think Very that, like, I think that I don't know. This is one of those movies where I think that people automatically, first of all, there was a ton of people who wrote it off immediately because it's an M Night Shyamalan movie. Well, that's because dumb. there will always be a contingent of people who write off any M Night Shyamalan movie. And then there's because the they're con- idiots. There's the contingent of people like myself who write it off because they were a little bit bored. Right. <laughs> like But then it's not the best M Night movie. But then no, it's not it's definitely not the best M Night movie, but I think if you go back and you rewatch it and you like start to no, I start I, to dig in a little more, and and also, but I want to I want to read the book, and then I want to come back to the movie. Fair, but for me though, watching the movie, I didn't not understand anything though. I got everything that it was putting out. 
You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was missing something when no, I was watching yeah. it. Right. So even to me, like getting everything that it was supposed to be there, I still found it to be kind of lackluster, you know? Like I really did. Yeah. Um I I also thought that the 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 two dads definitely suffered from stupid hero complex a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like they could like the, the one dude got a gun at one point. Yeah. Shoot them all. Yeah. Sh- Excuse me. Shoot them all dead. Yeah, it's 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 like going back to the to the other movie yeah, that we were talking about. Just, like you like, got your gun. She was stabbing you in the side. Leonard was the one spearheading all this. Shoot him. Right. Like Sabrina was stabbing you in the side with her scythe or whatever she had while you were loading your gun. You don't you don't pull back and like give her a second to yeah, think about yeah. things. You pull back and you shoot, shoot her. her in the face. Yeah. And then you go into the house and as soon as you see Leonard. Because he weighs three hundred pounds and he can kill you whenever he wants. Yeah, you shoot him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and then you make a cup of tea. Right, <laughs> like, and then the world ends. Yeah, so a, it's a, it, it's and that and that specific character though, uh, who was that? Was that um, uh, Andrew? It was Andrew. Yeah, yeah. He didn't believe it anyway. So what? So what were you waiting for? What were, yeah. you, what were you keeping him alive for? Right. You know, if it if it, if it happened but, to have hold been, on. if it happened to have been Eric, I would have understood why he was flinching but andrew didn't believe it to begin with but hold but hold on there was toward the end of the movie then it was it was right after it was right after andrew shot sabrina they turn the tv on and they see the planes falling out of the sky and he's still saying like oh this is all just bullshit like this is obviously just something that like and and uh Leonard looks at him and he says, I can see that you don't believe what you're saying. So even Andrew, by the end of the movie, started to believe. Or was at least questioning. Was questioning. Sure. And in that and in that case, he's not a murderer. Not a murderer. So he can't, but... so he can't just walk in and shoot. Like, Leonard really has not done anything to... He's not, like, aside from tying them up... He's not done anything to them so far. He's not being violent toward them. He's being very apologetic. Sure, He's being he very sweet to to win. Like there's no reason that unless he's very very sure that Leonard is full of shit, there's no reason that he could just walk in and shoot him in the face. Oh, fair. But in good conscience, right? Fair. I get that. I get that. But I don't know. I mean, don't I, get me, I, I don't get me was, wrong. I would walk in and shoot him in the face. But I, like, still, I still think it's stupid hero syndrome. It's just... If somebody's holding your family hostage and they want you to kill the other person, they, they're they dead. That's it. Second, I get the chance to do it. But what if they start showing you these, all these, these things on TV that make it seem like what they're saying is true? I don't care. My, fam- my family's in danger. Nope. Fuck you. <laughs> but then the world starts to end. Yeah, well, then then guess what? Nobody's got the world. That's fine. I'm not being selfish. I don't get it either. <laughs> yeah, there was a part of me like, where every, it was just like everyone's gonna die, everyone's yeah. gonna die. Don't kill my don't make me kill my family over it. Yeah, but then Simple. you and your but then you and your your two family members walk the scorched earth just long enough to see what you've done and then you all die. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> So in a sense, you've in a sense you've also murdered your family. Well, you know, we're going on together. It's fine. I don't know. It's, it's just fine. like it brings up a question of I, I, I don't think that I don't know, maybe. 
I don't know. I it just, brings I up just, a deeper question. Like, what would you do in that situation? Four, because it's the not... four horsemen of the apocalypse showed up at my door, I'd, I'd probably do whatever they said. But you don't know they're the four horsemen. You're right. I don't. You just have to take their word it's for it. You, Brian, and John, and Chris show up at my house. <laughs> I would, I would Sorry, hope, family, I would hope that you all. kill your whole family if we told you to. I'd murder <laughs> you all. Uh, anyway, though, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this movie was not the movie I wanted it to be. Yeah, I think I, I think I went into it expecting something that I didn't get. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think what I was hoping for slash expecting would have been better than what we got. Yeah. Honestly. Some some of the writing was really hokey. Yeah, um, it was. And and yeah, just and, ov- overall, and I feel like there were some choices that they could have made that would have given it more. I feel or just more weight, like just would have made it more tense. I also feel as though M Night lately has been going from like film to film to film to film to film to film. He's been working like crazy lately, and I and I wonder if his brand, if you will is starting to lose a little bit of steam because there's not as much thought put into it as there used to be. What did he do recently besides this? Uh, old. Oh, uh, old, old was yeah. before this. There was another movie before that. He has one or two more movies already in in cycle right now. Like I just kind of feel like he's he's working like back to back to back to back, which is which is not necessarily a bad thing. But I wonder if he's working on these projects so much to where his brand is starting to like suffer a little bit. Because let's be honest, his brand is all about the twists. And I just, I don't know. I feel like in the beginning, the twists were fantastic. Yeah. And they're just not what they used to be. Maybe he's trying too hard. I don't know. I don't know. But well, I just, haven't, just my thought. I haven't seen... I haven't seen really much of his recent stuff. I haven't seen old. I haven't, I haven't seen old. Either. I haven't seen glass. I haven't seen split. I've seen all those. I didn't watch Wayward Pines. I think the last thing that I saw was the visit. Visit and, was great, and the visit was awesome. Yeah, visit was great. Um, so between the visit and and this movie, yeah, I'd say he's still. I don't know. I'd say he's still got it. I just I think that this movie was lacking the 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 typical M Night Shyamalan twist that you sure. expect, sure. which in a way was its own kind of twist. It's a cop out twist. I don't yeah. know. I, I I'd rather there be an M Night twist than there being the twist. There's no twist. But I, don't I know. think. But I think that like I think that expecting a twist out of him is. I don't know. I don't. I like. I don't think that's fair to him as a filmmaker. Like you, like. If, you're gonna if be, you if you don't if like if he doesn't give you the twist, you're automatically gonna hate the the movie. Like that's no. I just feel like it 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 was set up for that, and then there was no payoff. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, like I'm okay with him doing a movie where there's no twist, but he did the normal fare, but then just kind of cut off the ending. Did you think you there know? was gonna be a twist in this movie? Yeah. And if so, what did you think it was gonna be? I. <sighs> I thought that the twist in this movie was going to be something along the lines of, I, I, I don't know. Like there was I a guess, part. I guess I don't know. There like, was a part of me that thought like the twist at the end was going to be, it was all, 
for lack of a, <laughs> lack of a better way of putting it, it was all bullshit. Like it just like they made the decision, they sacrificed one one of the people and it ended up but in that way like it would have ended up so vague like yeah, you wouldn't have which as far as i know is that's actually how the novel goes like it it ends very very vaguely like you you don't really know i know who dies in the novel I'm yeah so do say, i i'm not gonna say it on here yeah. but um yeah i don't know it's I don't, I don't know what a a perfect version of this would have been I just know that I wasn't super stoked on what we got. I actually think the perf- I think the perfect version of this, as heavy as it would have been, would be the novel's version. Okay. I don't because you know who because you yes, know how the yes. novel. Yeah, ends. I do. I do. I think that the I think that that's the way this should have ended, because oh, it would it would have it would have left it it would have left it with. Uh, Kind of would have been like an ambiguous, sort of bleak ending, but also <sighs> mildly hopeful. I don't know. I also think the world could have ended, and then only the two of them survive, and then we would have had a real life, you know, Adam and Steve. <laughs> it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, though, um, that's M. Night Shyamalan's... Um, Knock at the cabin. Knock at the cabin. There we go. Uh, yeah, I, 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 didn't hate it. I didn't love it though. Yeah, that's kind of my. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm lukewarm on it. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm kind of so. in the same boat there. All right. Uh, that's uh, that's all we got for this week. Yes, sir. James. Uh, next two week, and a half hours in. Next Jesus. week we'll uh, we'll hit you with some Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Finally, we're we're very late to the game here. But we're doing it. Well, we've been waiting on Mike. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, yeah, hey, it's a lot of. This is like I think this is gonna be Stranger Things season four part one. Oh, being that the last two episodes are like five hours worth of <laughs> <laughs> worth of episodes, I think we're gonna do this in two parts. Yeah. So yeah, that might happen. Um, no, I think it will. Yeah, I think it will happen. Okay, it will happen. Yeah. Yep, we're gonna. So that's say it next right now. week. At least part one will be next yeah. week. So, so we'll uh, we'll 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 jump into that next week. If you want to find us before next week, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. We're on all major streaming sites. You have clearly already found us. Uh, so if uh, you feel inclined, you should tell your local. Fishmonger. Fishmonger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And gerbil tamer. Oh. Richard Gere, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, go to PetSmart, whoever's <laughs> handling the gerbils. Watch the show or listen to the show, whatever. Uh, anyway, though, that's, uh, that's all we got. Yeah, that's all we have. Uh, Michael. James. I'll see you at the end of the world. I'll see you at the end of the world, sir. Cheers, bud. Adios. Have a good night. See ya. Peace.